Hey, where's your outlet? So I can plug you in on this week's episode of Smiley Said It. Today's date is October 6, 2020. And happy October, you guys. Let's dive right on in because I got a lot to be mad about. Like Solange said, I got a lot to be mad about. This episode is gonna be very informative to those who may not have an understanding of the topics I'm gonna be talking about. Celebrity news, of course, to kind of break up the tension of the topics I will be discussing. But for now, brace yourself (laughs) because I'm about to go in. This is gonna be a semi-rant but it's also gonna be very informative. So let's dive right on in. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Don't know how to act. (laughs) So I'm back, you guys. That was um, actually a lyric from um, Princess Nokia, (laughs) but um, shout out to her. I definitely I'm, I'm I'm way behind and I get I get really anxious like I get really really nervous when I'm like delayed or behind track or you know behind schedule because I truly feel like that I'm wasting people's time when I'm late no matter what I do <laughs> um I get anxious. I get really nervous. So I'm sorry that I'm late. There has been a lot going on and my life is just, it is really changing. Not for the worse, but for the better. And I'm really trying to make sure that my podcast is my sanctuary. It is a place that I go to when I need to just talk about some real shit. And I love that I actually have dedicated listeners and that you guys truly really fuck with me. So that's that's the only reason why I feel obligated to keep on track is because I know that I have people waiting to hear from me. <laughs> you know, I'm really really appreciative of that. Like I'm really grateful to have even just five listeners, you know, waiting every single week for, to hear what I have to say. That 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 is that is enough, you know. So when I get more than that, I get kind of like I don't know. <laughs> I'm a very humble person, so knowing that I have over 50 listeners, you know, it just it just brings a smile to my face. So welcome back. Um I miss you guys. I miss talking. I miss talking and I miss talking about some real shit and I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode because I did. Let me start, you know, this intro right off by singing as I usually do. You guys know the drill. And um, yeah, so I actually want to sing a song that has been on repeat besides SZA and <laughs> Ty Dolla Signs hit different. I've been playing that song every fucking single day, all day, on and off. But there's a song called Man- Mango. Man- yeah, there's a song called Mango, M-A-N-G-O. And it's by Kamau, K-A-M-A-U-U. And it is so good. It's so fucking good. 
And it also features a female artist named Adeline. And she is amazing. She's so good. But if you haven't heard the song yet, or even know who these two artists are, please get familiar. I posted them on my Instagram story. Um, For those who don't know my Instagram handle, (laughs) um, it is smiley, S-M-I-L-E-Y, like my last name, smiley, like the smiley face, smiley underscore adventures. I've also been reposted um, from Adeline and... She's just, she is so pure to me. And I told her, I was like, your voice is anointed. I haven't heard a voice like hers in a very long time. And there's so many indie artists out there that are just so fucking good that, you know, whenever I hear people saying like R&B is dead or there's no artists out there that can like give you that nostalgic feeling that old R&B music gives you. That's a lie. There are a lot of great artists out there that can give you that same feeling that the 90s gave you. And I mean that. Like people just don't give a fuck to pay attention to them. That's that's the difference. Like they're there, but people don't care to like give them that attention. And that's not their fault. That is whoever the fuck says shit like that. That's their fault. If you don't know good music, if you don't understand good quality music or good taste, unless there's a big name behind it, that's on you. But there are plenty of amazing artists out there that are just making quality music that can change your life. And I'm so grateful to have the knowledge and ability to look for it, right? So I'm going to spread the news. I'm going to give the message away that, hey, check out this artist because they need the attention. I got a lot of people, a lot of people hip to to SZA. And not just this year, not last year, not three years ago, not four years ago, not five years ago, but damn near six years ago, I got a lot of people hip to SZA. So, um... (laughs) I love hearing people tell me like, yo, thank you so much for putting me onto this artist and et cetera, et cetera, because they changed my life. That is important to me as someone that loves music. And the crazy thing about it is I don't play music every day. Like I don't blast music through my apartment every single day, you know, because I have a a type of like sensory overload. And I'm very in tune with my emotions and feelings. And I know some days I can't listen to music because it triggers certain things. So I just, you know, I listen to music when I'm up. I also listen to music when I'm down, but I'm very particular about it, you know? So I'm going to sing, yeah, Mango. Here we go. Because I love you and will love me. Never selfish and of service Cause I love you and will love this Never selfish and of And then you have it. <laughs> I love, love singing. I really do. I may not be good at it, but I do love to sing. And, um... It only takes for me to hear a a song like that where I feel so connected, you know, kind of like listening to Alicia Keys and 
um, Usher, you know the song, My Boo? My Boo, it was funny when we were younger, you were mine. That song, oh my God. I love that song. It really is good. It, I mean, that that song is timeless to me. To me, you know, but hey, I love it. Anyways, let's let's talk about <laughs> let's let's get into celebrity news. How about that? Kay Michelle, I don't know. She came out out of nowhere. <laughs> now that P Valley is no longer on TV, um Kay Michelle auditioned to play Mercedes on the the TV show P Valley on Stars. I'm pretty sure a lot of us have already seen it. If you haven't, it is a show to watch. And she came out talking about, you know, how pretty much she felt like she deserved the role to play Mercedes. And she's sad that she couldn't play the role of Mercedes because of her ass, you know, that she got surgery and all. And it was a bad, botched surgery, you know, that she got. So she had to do some surgery to fix the surgery that she got. And, uh, yeah. She came out and said, hey, a lot of you guys were saying, oh my God, Mercedes reminded me of K. Michelle. K. Michelle would have been a great actress. Even though we never seen K. Michelle act, we only seen her on, re- on reality TV shows, but that's a different thing. That is a different ballpark than like actually acting. It's different when you actually have to read a script and it's different when everything isn't set up for you. I've never seen Kay Michelle work the pole before. I don't think I do care to see her work the pole either. (laughs) You know, Kay Michelle to me is just someone who has talent. There, there is talent. I'm not going to say that she can't sing because she can, but her attitude and the way her outlook works on life is just, it doesn't sit well for me. It, it it doesn't. To me, she's a toxic person. She just is. So there's always drama surrounding this girl. And I, I don't, there's nothing to me that, that I care to see in regards to Kate Michelle in a serious manner. I'm sorry, but not sorry. I, I can't take her seriously because she has shown her ass so many times, not literally, but figuratively. She's shown her ass so many times on TV that I just been turned off. I don't like how she handles situations and I don't see her as being a professional actress. I just don't. Why can't we just let, you know, these upcoming black actors get their roles that they worked hard for specifically? Why can't we let other black people shine? Kate Michelle, you're you're a singer, you're an artist. You you have actual, you know, hits that I know of, you know, a couple. And you know, you're well known enough where I feel like you shouldn't be complaining about putting yourself in the spotlight for a role on stars pertaining to the role of someone such as Mercedes in P Valley. It just doesn't I don't get why you wouldn't be happy, right, for someone else to have their own specific shine. So just because somebody was like, yeah, I can see Michelle doing this. You want to come on live and talk about, yeah, I can see it too. 
that's not being humble, right? If somebody was to tell me, be like, yo, Angelica, I can actually see you playing that role. I'm going to be like, oh, thank you. But whoever is playing that role deserves it. And I'm going to be like, thank you for the compliment though, but I'm going to support whoever is already playing that role. Especially after the show already fucking ended. This is beyond auditions. This this is an actual full completed season of a show. So this is not like her coming out after the first episode aired. This is her coming out after the fucking, ep- like the season has already ended. And now it's just kind of like you coming off as being a hater. You know what I mean? So let me roll the tape. Andy, who plays Mercedes, I auditioned for months for this part as Mercedes. And it was between me and her. My body wasn't together. I had holes in me. Everything. She does an amazing job at what she does. But I haven't even watched it in the full, like in the full I watched it, like, the first couple episodes, it hurts so bad. Nothing hurts me so bad than to see y'all comparing me and doing this Pussy Valley thing because I was that close to get. That was my first role that I really was that close to getting. It hurts so bad, man. It does hurt me. It hurt me so bad because I was that close. It was between me and her. I was put on hold for the part, and it didn't happen. So I hurt. I hurt, you know, but I'm so happy. I'm so proud of Katori being from Memphis. Brandy's from Memphis. I'm so proud of these women. And I can't lie, though. That shit hurts. So maybe second season. I can be written in, but the fact that it was between me and her is something that I ain't gonna lie. I've I've cried about it. Like I have been hurt, depressed, de- been depressed about it for days, for months. You know, I got tears in my eyes running. That shit hurt. I was so close. You know. You know, that shit, like, yeah. But God knew, okay, you're not confident in your body right now. Okay, you need to get those holes in your body fixed. You know what I'm saying? Like, God knew. But to know you were so close, like, it was between you and her, that shit is heavy. That shit would be heavy on everybody. And to see the show doing, I'm proud as fuck. Like, I'm so proud. Like, because it's my city. Okay. Shout out to Brandy Evans, who plays Mercedes and P-Valley. She did an amazing job. Gorgeous. We love seeing her. I, I love her. I do. I really do. Um, Kay? Kimberly? Sweetie? You done contradicted yourself about two times in that one short video of like two plus minutes. I don't even know what your goal was in regards to even making this video. I can see that you had a red cup. You were drinking. Maybe you were drinking that Jack Daniels that you were sponsored for. Shout out to that. We love black excellence. We love ADOS excellence. But no, no, that's not how you congratulate somebody by mentioning yourself. I don't get it where I don't get it where she came off as being like, yo, like 
I'm so happy. I love that, you know, Mercedes. I love that. But I, I, me, 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 that, that's not a congratulations. A congratulations would not include you. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. And so I, I don't, I was, I was turned off. I really was. I was just like, wow, okay, Michelle, you're too old for this shit. <laughs> you, you're too damn old for this shit. It was very passive. It was very passive aggressive to me. And I don't know. I just felt like she could have simply kept that to herself, honestly. I, and, and, you know, to her friends and, and, and close loved ones. But to put that out on the internet, nobody needs to hear that. If I, I, if, if I was Brandy Evans, I would be like, okay, so you were what my competition and you're talking about how upset you were that you didn't get the role that I played in and killed. And yet you want to congratulate me at the same time. That is some high school cheerleading shit. Like that is some high school cheerleading shit where like I auditioned to cheerlead and someone else got my position. Like what? Like what in the bring it on madness is that? Like what is, <laughs> it's just so high school. Camperly is very high school to me. I don't get it. I don't, I really don't. Can, can someone explain it to me? I had holes in my body and you know, like I was hurt. I was hurt. What the fuck were you heard about? Nobody knew about P-Valley until P-Valley came out. What were you heard about, sis? Aren't you from Tennessee? And didn't the show take place in, in Mississippi? What are you heard about? If you knew your body wasn't right, why mention yourself about the role? Clearly, your body wasn't right, so you weren't meant for the role. And I'm not, you did that. You, you injected fat silicone and all crazy shit in your, in your ass. And she didn't. Brandy didn't. Brandy was natural. Brandy got the role because she was authentic. Okay. A lot of women from the South came Michelle in case you forgot. All right. In case you forgot, a lot of black women from the South are natural. It wasn't until this fucking Instagram and shit and, and social media started popping that black women started injecting their bodies with fucking foreign objects and shit and, and foreign fucking liquids and all that other mess. And now you mad about it. Don't be mad about the, the natural ability to play a role authentically pertaining to black American culture when you fucking went under the fucking table and got your body fixed and now you fucking regretting it. And what? role of Mercedes have anything to do with that. I don't get it. I, I really don't. Ladies, this is what happens when you fucking start fixing your body to appease what? The male gaze. You're going to miss out on jobs and opportunities because a lot of the industry want natural women. The real fucking money, where the real money's at, they want natural bodies. So stop touching your body. Seriously, you're going to miss out on a lot of money. Good money, good longevity money, that syndication money, okay? Where a TV show repeats over and over again, are you still getting paid and not doing anything? Yeah, yeah. That fat ass and them big titties and small waist, uh, yeah. You get your body done, keep fucking around. You're going to miss out on a lot of fucking opportunities. And also Big Frida came out saying the same bullshit 
in regards to Uncle Clifford, how he could have played Uncle Clifford and all this other mess. And I'm just like, no, I love Big Frida too. But Big Frida, that, that just wasn't for you, you know? Uncle Clifford, I mean, that role, it, it just, it wasn't meant for you. I don't understand why people are coming out saying, oh, yes, oh, yes, everybody loved me. Oh, everybody, everybody loves me and thought that I could have played Uncle Clifford. Why do, why do you care to do that? Like, that means, like, you're holding on to something that, that's like me saying, like, oh, my God, I could have gotten her spot, but I didn't, and I'm mad about it. I look like a jealous hater, you know? Nico Anon, Nico Anon, I believe that's how he, you say his last name. He did great playing um, Uncle Clifford. We didn't need Big Frida. Big Frida is Big Frida, right? We still love Big Frida, but Big Frida doesn't need to play Uncle Clifford because Uncle Clifford was simply meant for Nico. I don't get this whole, I could have, I should have, I, you know, bullshit. It, 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 it does, it's not sincere to me. It's just not. If someone is able to take my spot, is able to take a role, then that means I have nothing to do with it anymore. <laughs> you know? So why the fuck am I talking about it? Yeah, everybody said that they could see me playing so-and-so, and I'm so upset that I didn't get that role. Da -da -da -da. That's a hater. You're a hater. You're a hater. The moment I got the notification that I wasn't accepted, I don't talk about it anymore. If someone brings it up, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's true. And I leave it at that. But I don't, you know, like, oh, Angelica's actually played for that role, auditioned for that role. And, you know, she didn't get it. I'm not going to be like emphasizing on that. I'm not going to entertain it because it's not something to like be proud of. Like, it's just kind of like if I genuinely feel proud of somebody else, I'm going to simply be like, yo, I'm proud of you. You know, they deserved it. And thank you guys for the support, but they deserved it. Show some love to them. Show some love to some new black faces in the black entertainment industry. Retain and showing out authentically what black American culture is about in the South. Right? We done seen your ass all over the place, all over BT, Instagram, every we don't need to see y'all no more. We need new faces. That's what we need. So congratulate them. Why you got to put yourself in the fucking conversation? I don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> but I love, I, I do. I love Big Frida, but I didn't like that Big Frida did that either. It, it just, it didn't make sense to me. Don't be a sore loser. Nobody likes a sore loser. So get over it. Anyways, moving along. Let's talk about Kanye West ass. Kanye West is back in the news again. I don't even know if he's ever been out of the news since he decided to run for presidency, but keeping up with the Kardashians is no longer. So they're not renewing another season uh, from what I understand, which is good news, you know, for everybody, at least for my ass. I stopped watching the Kardashians years ago, so I'm not, I'm not sweating it. I don't care. <laughs> um... You know, they've been out for a very long time, and I'm pretty sure that it is due to the fact that Kanye West is out here acting like a maniac, and they have no ability to 
control his manic outrage and him going the fuck off and talking about all types of crazy shit online. So they're like, you know what? This is a liability. We don't want to lose ratings. We don't want to... E! News is like, you know, the E! Channel is like, we're off this shit. We, we can't do it. I'm pretty sure that's the reason. Nobody can tell me otherwise. I feel like Kanye West ruined it for everybody because a lot of people are really involved in this upcoming presidential elections. And I feel like Kanye West has tampered with their viewership. So yeah, they're no longer going to be making new seasons and I'm not complaining about it. Like I said, I don't give a fuck. There are people that are dying, Kim. (laughs) Kim, there's people that are dying, you know? Literally, like literally, I don't, I have nothing else to say about it, but Kanye West has been in the news about, um, talking about the music industry and how the music industry is a fraud and how the award system is set up and how it fucked him over. So let's dive right on into the specifics of this because I want to get off this topic ASAP, because I don't give a fuck, truly. I really don't. But I know some people do, and some people want to understand my input on it. So let's talk about it, right? So, according to his Twitter account, Kanye has been going on a a rampage. And um, so he said the following There are five main pillars in a professional musician's business recording publishing touring merchandise, and name and likeness. He also says, this is a call for all artists to unify. I will get my masters. I got the most powerful lawyer in music and I can afford them, but every artist must be freed and treated fairly. So Kanye, what are you going to do to make sure that these other artists are freed from their contracts and whatnot? Huh? You got the money. You just said it. What are you going to do to help other artists out rather than just simply telling them something that they already know? You want to call for all artists to unify, but what are you doing to unify other artists besides yourself? You don't know because you're a fucking narcissist in case, you know, other people didn't realize it. You don't give a fuck about other artists. You just give a fuck about your own self. And you want to just slightly mention other artists unifying each other because we all love world peace until it's fucking convenient for ourselves. Otherwise, you don't give a fuck if the world burned down. That's why you met up with people like Donald Trump. That's why you decided to fucking go on a tirade and talking about all types of nonsense. You know, slavery was a choice. You don't give a fuck about black people. You don't. You give a fuck about Kanye West. And nobody seems to realize that. And I'm talking when I say nobody, I'm talking about his fans, you know, people that entertain his bullshit every fucking time. He comes out of the woodwork and start talking about quote unquote real shit. People love to say, oh, people just don't get what he's saying. Y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. Y'all sleep. Y'all sleep. He's woke. He sees it. He gets the white industry. No, motherfucker. You don't get it. <laughs> You don't get it. 
people that fucking understand how the music industry works, people that understand how black economics and black policies work, people that understand that, you know, Donald Trump don't give a fuck about you either. He only gives a fuck about money and power. He doesn't give a fuck about working class and lower class. I don't know who the fuck Kanye West is talking to when he's going on these fucking like, (laughs) I don't even know what you call it. He then goes to say, it sounds basic and logic, but tea does not exist. They focus on top earners and zero look at the 440 stores, only the top few. Artists are global. That's why they contract territory says global, royalty department, every label. No No more separating finance teams from the music. Royalties, again, back to dependence. You need a business manager to read how you did. So you pay to see your money? No more. Royalty portals needs to show, and do not now, every song you delivered, every store you are in, how many streams per song, income per song, etc. Now, it's not like you have regular black folks on the ground not talking about this shit, right? A lot of us already know how the music industry works because it's it's out there. The information is there if you want to understand it. Free information on Google. It's free. So who is he talking to? (laughs) Who is he talking to? Because my black ass, personally, I have a degree in entertainment management. I know how the music industry works through and through. I don't talk about it, but if you were to ask me any questions, I most likely will be able to answer it for you, you know? But the music industry is constantly changing. The music industry, from what I know it to be, from the time that I was in college, is different. You know, that's that's that that is entertainment. It is constantly growing. It's it's constantly changing. A lot of different things, you know, mean more to the consumers in this age than it did when I was in college, and so forth and so forth. It's it's constantly changing. So that's why I can't relate to a lot of artists that are talking about their pussy, you know, so, so vividly and, and that, you know, I, I, we love to say that, you know, there's always been female artists that rap nasty, but it wasn't so, I don't know, agenda based. It wasn't strictly like, you know, my pussy, this, my pussy, that, da, 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 good pussy, good pussy, da, 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 da. It wasn't like that. Even with little Kim. Kim didn't just rap about her pussy. She rapped about other real shit. And a lot of these female artists that are in the rap game don't know about don't know shit about real shit growing up in the hood. They're not rapping about it. They're rapping about their pussy because they grew up in a privileged household, just as male rap artists are. So they have no choice but to rap about their pussy and men and jealousy and hating and all this other crazy shit and how good they look because they have nothing else to rap about. They grew up in a privileged household. I'm talking about people like Sweetie, right? <laughs> it's like, and, and even if you want to go as deep as Cardi B, who grew up in the Bronx and grew up in the hood, she still don't talk about shit because she has people that write her music for her. 
So it's just like, I don't know. I, I can't relate to it. So we're left with rap artists and, and male or female talking about the same shit over and over again. You know, Mulatto, whatever her fuck her name is, Mulatto, whatever the fuck. Like, I don't, all she talk about is her pussy and dick and everything else too. I don't, I can't relate to that because that doesn't, my pussy doesn't <laughs> make my world go around. My mindset does. My education does. You know, my grind does. Like, no one, like, my pussy to me <laughs> is not something worth rapping about and putting it to lyrics. Not that it's not great, but who the fuck cares? <laughs> right? Like, who the fuck cares about what's going on in my panties? Nobody. Besides the men that I fuck which aren't many at all. So it's like, what am I, what am I talking about? We gotta, we gotta start looking at substance and we gotta look at independency and we gotta look at contracts. We gotta understand the music industry. And I feel like we're going off way to the left in regards of allowing other artists teach us shit. When we could just Google it, you know? Record labels, record labels want something from you. It's an exchange. They want something from you. You can't just join a record label and make the calls and make the shots. No, they make the calls. They make the shots and you follow behind unless you want to be independent. Don't sign a contract if you want full control of your image, if you want full control of your rap lyrics and, and your R&B lyrics, et cetera, et cetera. If you want full control of your identity in the music industry as an artist, you don't sign contracts with record labels. You don't do it. <laughs> that, that's, that's like 101, you know? But if y'all want to actually understand the music industry, I can talk about that. I can make a whole episode talking about it. That's just me giving you the literally... Just a slight tip of the iceberg. It is best to go independent. If you really care about your craft, if you're not doing it for money and fame and quick fame, and you really give a fuck about being an artist, you're not going to fucking sign a contract with a record label that don't give a fuck about you. Because until then, the record labels are going to feel like they can replace you with another artist that can do the same shit that you're talking about such as your pussy. <laughs> we all got, every woman, cis hetero woman has the image of a vagina. Most of us, most of us, most of us do. So what, what makes you special when you're talking about your pussy? Right? You don't, you can't, this is why Cardi B would never ever have a legacy in the rap industry. And she knows that. Which is why she came out saying that she's only a rapper because of the money. That rapping is a job for her. It's not her passion, in case people didn't know that. Which is why I don't respect her as an artist. I don't respect her, period. But as an artist, I don't respect her. Because she don't give a fuck about hip-hop. She don't give a fuck about it. She's in it for the money. She said it. So... As far as Kanye West go, putting a Grammy in his toilet and pissing on it, to me, it's like, 
because what he he wants to let people know that the music industry what screwed him over. He already did that when Taylor Swift won an award over Beyonce and got his ass on stage and made that clear that clearly the even the awards, you know, MTV awards, the Grammys don't give a fuck about black musicians. And he still was capitalizing afterwards from that situation. So what is it, Kanye, that you're talking about right now? He's so fucking late. <laughs> he is so fucking late to the party. We all, we, we've been new this. We've been new. The music industry don't give a fuck about nobody. So give Big Sean his couple of million that you owe him that he actually talked about in his album, his latest album, how he wanted to commit suicide and he was so depressed. Because he felt betrayed. Give him his shit. Kanye. Kunye. You want to talk about fair? You know, you want to talk about being fair? Trash ass motherfucker. Not. We're working class. We're poor. So why the fuck do we give a fuck about what the fuck you got going on? And you pertaining to you in the music industry. File a lawsuit if you got the money. Sue their asses. I don't know what the fuck we have anything to do with it. I really don't. And why the fuck should we care? A lot of us are fucking poor. Remember? What are you doing to fix that with your wealth as a billionaire? What are you doing to help? Are you are you putting your money in the pot for, for reparations for your black Americans? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Slavery was a choice, so you don't give a fuck about ADOS. You don't give a fuck about your own lineage. So fuck you, Kanye. I don't give a fuck. And anybody that gives a fuck about Kanye, get some help. Because he don't give a fuck about you. He is long gone. Get over it. Get over it. Why the fuck do people care about celebrities so much? I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. You know, you can care as much as you want about Kanye. You're still going to be poor. That is, that is reality. Y'all defending another man's pockets and his liberation. They don't give a fuck about you. You will never, ever amount up to his fucking pockets unless you sell yourself. That is a fact. So go ahead. But don't fucking ever mention me about Kanye West in my inbox ever the fuck again. I don't give a fuck about him, people. I give a fuck about the people that are on the ground. <laughs> and if you battle any form of mental health, bipolar, depression, anxiety, it doesn't matter. I got you. But if you're talking about capitalism and you're talking about this big, rich money shit, leave me out of it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I don't care about Jay-Z. I don't care about Beyonce. I don't care about Oprah. I don't care about Michael Jordan. I don't care about none of these black motherfuckers that got all this capital and doing shit for the fucking sake of it. And everybody's going, woo, I don't, I'm, I'm off of it. I'm off. I'm, I'm off. I'm way off of it. Y'all heard it here first. I don't give a fuck. 
They're only here to entertain me. They're not here to teach me shit. None of them can teach me anything. None of them. None of them. Not a goddamn thing. They will not and cannot teach me anything. I'm just going to quickly mention um, Kelly Rowland and how people like her are using their platform, such as Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, you know, Ava DuVern, uh, Queen Latifah, all these all these celebrities, you know, um, <laughs> trying to use politics as their way to, I don't know, somehow gain more conscious of, of consciousness of what? Like, I, I struggle with it because, so pretty much recently, um, was it on September 27th? <laughs> um, Kelly Rowland. So someone on her Instagram page, cause she had a video up from, you know, that page on Instagram called now this, which pretty much informs, you know, their followers of what's going on in news, whether it's politics, uh, racial discussions and stuff like that. But, um, I unfollowed them a long time ago, but pretty much, uh, she, she, she reposted something in regards of why people should vote for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. And it was pretty much a damn near campaign. And, um, so someone asked, they were like, someone questioned her post and it was just like, this is what you call informative. Because I have the same question. I'm like, what do you, you can't just post things and not have context and not have anything with it, right? You, you, you can't, <laughs> you can't have a campaign of, or, or, you know, a commercial or anything like that. And you don't have any context to it to give your own input, your own, uh, ideas of how you feel about it and, and how that can affect other people that follow you. Because that is what you call using your platform irresponsibly, right? So in my Instagram story, typically when I post my input or my thoughts or my feelings or my opinions or facts about policies and politics and economics and, and racial discussions, I, I try to I try to keep it on, uh, at a minimum, right? In regards to my opinion. And then I and I give you the data right? I give you resources. I don't just, I just, I don't just like post shit just to post it. You know, I may add a little bit comedy effect. Y'all know that y'all know I love to use videos and, and gifts and memes and stuff like that. But anything that I put up there is not just put up there irresponsibly, right? Because I don't, I don't tell people how to vote. I don't tell people who to vote for. I just specifically talk about how it impacts me personally and my people. Right. And I play, I try to play it fair as possible. So I go after Donald Trump and I go off after uh, Joe Biden and I go off of Kamala Harris. Uh, Pence, he, he don't have a brain cell to even talk about. Fuck uh, Pence. I don't give a fuck about that man. I, he, he's irrelevant. And it's funny that he's going to be debating Kamala Harris because people be like, oh, Kamala Harris got his ass. Yeah, because he don't fucking have a brain cell. People, he don't have a brain cell. He can't fucking say, what are you, what are you going to say? <laughs> what are you going to say? I be I swear that man be sleeping in his own brain. That man, I swear that man sleepwalk. I don't know how people even think that he can be able to hold a a, a light a candlelight to Kamala Harris. I'll, I'll give her that. She gonna tear his ass up. But I'm still gonna be talking shit about her. <laughs> I'm still gonna be talking about Pence too. That's gonna be easy. So anyway, um, Kelly Rowland. 
She responded to the person that was like, this is what you call informative. I mean, this is what you call informative. Yeah. And then she was like, fuck off my page. If you don't like what I have to say, leave me and my folks who don't want to live in quote unquote, the handmaid's tale, quote unquote, end quote alone. Please unfollow me. I could care less. I don't think that's Kelly. I don't think Kelly said that. I really don't. Not, that's not her personality from, from what I know of, of, of over 10 plus years right? As a fan, as following her, as long as I have, I don't, that's not Kelly. She would never say that shit. She just wouldn't. So it's worse because she now has who, uh, taken over her page to do what propaganda for the democratic party without having substance as to why she's posting what she's posting on her page and knowing that she has as many followers that she has on her page. Why is it that we can just ignore this shit? Right? But it's her page. She can post whatever she wants. Yeah, but she she's not just a regular person. She has influence. She's a celebrity, right? We don't even know how much she knows about politics and economics. But yeah, she's she's doing this in a way to what? Do what? Is she getting paid enough? That's what it's about. It's about the money. You can't tell me otherwise, huh? Because she'll benefit more from a Republican standpoint because of taxes. No? 30%, huh? So why is it exactly that she's posting things without context or actually dedicating her opinion or views? And then when people be like, okay, but this doesn't make sense. This is not giving me anything. I don't get how this helps me. And then cuss them out. You can get the fuck off my page. Huh? She's swearing now at people. Mm. That doesn't sound like Kelly to me. And if you believe that is Kelly, then you, I don't, that's not the person that you should be supporting. Seriously. I, I don't, I don't get how people are, are making excuses in, in regards of, well, that's her page. Yeah, I can say that because I'm not someone that's big or major. That can apply to me, but not people like her that have millions of followers. Right? I mean, you gotta be very careful with how you use your platform and influence. Especially if all you do is entertain. That is your job. That's what you get paid for. You don't get paid to convince other people how to vote on a level that doesn't pertain to you tax-wise. You're a celebrity. You don't make the money that we make. You make way more. So how are you telling us how to vote for a party that doesn't benefit us personally? But it will benefit you in, in what way, right? I, I can't stress it enough how people got to stop listening to celebrities when it comes to politics. I, I can't, I can't stress it enough because I had someone in my inbox. Let me read, let me read it. Let me get my phone now. I had someone in my inbox recently <laughs> send me a video of plies, right? Of plies talking about, yeah, well, I, I think, you know, uh, your body, you know, the crime bill was in 94, right? People change, right? Who's to say that Joe Biden didn't change from 94 to now about how he look at black folks? I don't get it. My guy, all you do is talk about pussy and, and jokes and, 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 and things like that. You're entertaining in that way. You're funny. <laughs> but we don't need to hear what the fuck you feel or how you think about politics. We really don't. You're ignorant. You're ignorant, right? 
What do you mean people change? 94 wasn't that long ago. I was born in 92. What are you talking about? There were thousands of black men locked up because of the 94 crime bill. Why? Because you're not locked up. You, you capitalize off of millions of dollars and you're good. You're straight now. So you could do what? You're going to speak for those thousands of black men that were locked up? Does it, does it not matter to them? Some of them are still in jail, in prison, because of that 94 crime bill. What are you getting at, Plies? People change, you know. Huh? So this person that I mutually follow, that I'm about to just unfollow altogether and block, right? Right after this um, podcast ends, because I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't need this. <laughs> so this person, this person was like, you know, after they sent me the link to the video of Plies, was like, my choice of words are horrible. No kidding. And then he says, and I sometimes I can't get them together. But this, my friend, explains exactly why Sleepy Joe will get my vote. That's what he said after sending me that Plies video in regards of Plies disregarding Joe Biden and his 94 crime bill because he's so desperate to get Trump out, right? Okay, he then sends me a video clip, right, from uh, Ballers Alert of, uh, it's titled, uh, A Little History on the Proud Boys, as if I don't know who the fuck the Proud Boys are. So I, I took that as a disrespect, because I'm like, why are you even sending me this? I know who the fuck the Proud Boys are. You feel like you're what, teaching me something? Is that what it is? You teach me something that you feel like I don't know about? such as the Proud Boys, which means you're indicating that I'm a Trump supporter, right? Or that I feel like um, I agree with the Proud Boys. So you got to show me a compilation of the Proud Boys being stupid and ignorant and racist. Is that what you're doing here, friend? That's what you said. But this, my friend, explains exactly why Sleepy Joe would get my vote. That's sad. That's pathetic then. If Plies is a person, that, the person to convince you <laughs> that excuse the 94 crime bill that locked up thousands of black men that look like you. Uh, okay. Um, so I responded. I said, laugh all out, Plies? And then I responded. I was like, strike one. Plies responded by saying, referring to black people as people of color. We're not people of color. We got to stop that shit. We're black. We're not brown. We're black. Black. Blackity black, black on black on black. We're not people of color. People of color are Asians, white Latinos, you name it, except for black. So how are you going to tell us that we're people of color unless you're generalizing and and clumping us all in to reap the same benefits? No, that's the problem now that we have. So I then said, strike two actually believing that white men in America regrets, uh, regrets signing a crime bill? Yeah, when it's convenient to gain vo voter sympathy for votes, laugh out loud. I'm not sure why you sent the second video on who the Proud Boys are. I know who they are. And then I, I and then proceeded to quote uh, Plies, and I said, and may not feel the way they feel today, end quote. And then I said, yeah, the same guy who recently said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. The same man that sat down with Cardi B instead of an informed black uh, Native American, Native black American, 
person. And we can't be this gullible and desperate after 50 plus years. We just can't be. So he then responds and says, my only issue is this. You've agreed that both candidates suck, right? Y'all keeping up? Okay. He says, but you only attack one. How, how does that make sense? You just said, I agree that both candidates suck. So you've seen the proof that I agree that both candidates suck, which means I've proven my point, right? On my Instagram story, anyway. And then he says, but I only attack one. How is that so? How? How? And then he says, in my opinion, Biden and whoever made those rules, aka the 94 crime bill, Pass the bills because at that particular time they were needed. Nobody's perfect. This is a black man, you guys, talking about this shit. Not a white person, a black man. How in the world? How? Especially when we have Ronald Reagan in the 80s that was responsible for the crack cocaine epidemic in black African-American communities. You know, the war on drugs. Huh? I don't like to say African-American. I like to say black American. But you get what I'm saying? And then you have the 94 crime bill afterwards. And then there was a rise in immigration under Ronald Reagan, as well as crack cocaine epidemic in the black American community. I, 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 I sense something. What do y'all think about that? Huh? It's all, it's all too convenient. And it, and it, and it doesn't matter because people change white men in America change that are in politics. Hmm. Okay. All right, we see the coon that you are. Is a 94 crime bill needed in 94 to lock up thousands of black men for minor offenses in the three strike rule? How? You're a black man yourself. How? I think, what, he was born in 81? It says it on his Instagram handle. I'm talking about the man that, you know, sent me that inbox message as if it changed anything. <laughs> Even, and then I said, I only attack one. Where have you been these past four years on my Instagram page? Because I've always talked shit about Trump for four years. I was bringing up shit that a lot of other people weren't bringing up in regards to Trump. You're a goddamn liar if you followed me for more than four years to even say some shit like that. But he hasn't. He acknowledged it because both we mutually followed each other not that long ago. And he acknowledged that. He said, We've, we just started following each other, so I, don't, I haven't had the chance to explore your whole page. But thus far, all I saw is support for Trump. The moment he said all he's seen was support for Trump, that's when I knew this man was smoking rocks. Okay? You gotta be. Or synthetic weed. Because I'm sitting here, right? And I told him, I was like, my friend, you got to continue to do your research. Before he said that, I was like, you got to do your research, right? Because how the fuck is it needed for a white man to lock black men up for no reason, for minor offenses at a disproportionate rate compared to white men in America in 94 plus? How? So I then said, tell me where I supported Trump. I'll wait. He didn't say anything. By the way, he didn't, he still to this day. Four days later, he hasn't said shit back. You got to be careful with your accusations. If you can't comprehend my point, just say that. But don't say I support someone when I literally never said or indicated it. I came for both parties. But since you believe in Biden so hard and you want to suck his dick so badly, you're, you're, you're taking what my form stands in politics as a form of defending a fool such as Donald Trump. Let's try this again. And stop looking at celebrities for validation on your quote-unquote 
informed stance on politics, Plies is the worst person to take any advice from. He's not one of you. His taxes says otherwise. So why are you mining the pockets of another black man if your pockets is empty? I'll wait. He has yet to respond to that. But he was so proud and loud to say, call me, uh, all I see was a Trump support. Where? Where? <laughs> this tells you that people are so fucking delusional. And they will only see what they want to see. Why? Because I'm not sucking the dick of Kamala, uh, Joe Biden and, and, and sucking Kamala Harris's clit? Why? Huh? Are you mad that I'm informed and calling up your shit and calling out the people that fucking don't investigate their own fucking personal interests? You're looking at plies as a voice of reasoning for you who just said you're not good with words. So leave, so leave, so shut up until you are, right? Don't, don't come into this conversation unless you're ready to actually be able to be, have a conversation. Instead of just accusing and throwing shit out there, that's not true. I don't tolerate that shit. I tell people, I'm like, my inbox is open and I'm welcome to have a discussion, but things like that, no. Uh-uh. You're not going to accuse me of being a Trump supporter if there's no evidence to back it up. There was no evidence to back it up. Instead of him saying, you know what, my bad, I, 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 maybe I, I, I misspoke, maybe I, 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 I thought something else. I would love to hear more about, you know, your input on this. He just didn't say anything at all. That's a coward. As a black man addressing a black woman, instead of apologizing, he didn't say anything in response. That is, that, that, that is so awful. Because you can't throw a rock and hide your hands. You can't throw a rock and hide your hands. You can't do it. Not in politics, because I'm going to call you out. So, <laughs> up next, let's talk about Kamala Harris and her Timberlands. I don't know why, but there has been media outlets talking about Kamala Harris and her Timberland boots, aka boots that look like Tim's because a lot of folks were been like, I don't know what boots those are, but they're not Tim's. I don't give a fuck what boots they are. The fact that people are calling it out on their uh, platforms, BET, which really disturbed me, but not really, I'm not shocked, but BET calling it out and talking about her Tims and yeah, oh, check out, oh, check out Kamala Harris Tims. Y'all go and vote. Ooh, we, ooh. It's laughable. It, it's funny to me. It, <laughs> I can't take it seriously, so I'm going to laugh and I'm going to post about it. And I did. <laughs> and people laughed as well. And they were also pissed off. Because it's like, what the fuck is going on with this fucking candering? And yes, you got Kamala Harris voters and supporters talking about, oh, Kamala Harris herself didn't pander to us wearing Tim's. It was everybody else was talking about it. So how are we saying that she's pandering? The point is that there are media outlets paying attention enough and not actually talking about how fucking trash she is. That's where I'm at in regards to Kamala Harris. Is the fact that you got BET talking about her fucking Tims. And also in the same sentence telling us to vote for her. What? Come on. Let's not act like Kamala Harris don't know what the fuck she's doing. 
or been doing. Let's not act like Kamala Harris wasn't dancing to Cardi B. Let's not act like Kamala Harris didn't fucking place herself in the middle of Brandy versus Monica versus their battle where she popped up on the fucking TV screen talking about how much she adored them and all this other crazy shit. Fuck out of here. No, (laughs) absolutely not. So, I mean, the moment I seen that shit, it just, it brought me back to like, you know, the group Black with um, NSYNC, Bring It All To Me. Y'all know that song. Oh, baby, bring it all to me. You know? You remember when JC, his verse came in and it was like, baby, what's the deal? Would I be too forward if I told you how I feel? That's just the way I do my thing. I'm so for real. Are you feeling my tans, my baggy jeans, my thug appeal? A lot of folks thought he was black. And that's, that's the realty. I, my ass thought he was black when I was a kid. And I was hearing that song. I didn't know he was, I didn't know it was JC from NSYNC. And I was a big ass NSYNC and Backstreet Boys fan as a kid. And well into my teens. But my God, I didn't know that was him. So a lot of black folks, I didn't know who the fuck NSYNC was or were listening to him, but knew who black was, thought it was a black man. Until they looked up who the fuck was singing that line. (laughs) My thug appeal, you're white. (laughs) Like, what do you mean your thug appeal, your Tims and your baggy jeans? But that was, you know, that was the times. That's how I feel when Kamala Harris is being talked about in the media, our first lady, our current first lady also wore Tim's. I too wear Tim's. So that's not, that's not anything to be fucking praised about. I don't even know why. Not just BET and other um, outlets, media outlets are talking about it, but actual citizens with the blue check mark on Twitter are talking about it and being like, oh my God, look at our, look at our future VP. We're in Tim's. Oh yes, girl, go ahead. Mm, child. Woo. It, it is, it is so disrespectful. It is so fucking disrespectful to me. And I don't know why people give a fuck. I, it, it, the pandering is out of fucking control in regards to the Dems. It is really fucking out of control. It's just as bad as fucking Barack Obama when he was saying fucking, you know, yeah, yeah, let's go get our our people to go vote. Pookie in them. When he said Pookie, I was like, I know this fucking Negro did not. I didn't vote for Barack Obama the second term because I was legal to vote at that time. I wasn't legal to vote his first term, but I was legal to vote when he was in office his second term. I didn't vote for him because I didn't like where where he was going. I'm like, where's the policies for black Americans specifically? Barack Obama is half white and he is half Kenyan. He's not half white and half black American. He's an immigrant. His policies show that. He was talking about, oh, well, I can't talk about reparations because, you know, immigrants and everybody else is going to feel offended and not going to like that. I don't give a damn. I didn't give a damn. I didn't give a damn. I'm like, why the fuck should a native on their native land, give a fuck about immigrants pertaining to policies from someone that has soaked and anchored themselves in that native identity, such as ADOS, African, you know, American descendants of chattel slavery. Why the fuck would you care how immigrants feel 
if you're so embedded in appeasing to the black American gaze, I don't understand that. I, and I still don't. And he has the audacity to still talk down to us. Like we fucking give a fuck. Obama, no one cares. No one cares about what you have to say or Michelle Obama, besides those that are conditioned still to those that are still in the twilight zone. To those that still look at y'all as this image of what black America looks like. And in my opinion, it ain't it. It ain't it. So the debate, and it was Joe Biden against Donald Trump. And as you can imagine, it was a shit show. For those who didn't watch it, I did. And I recorded my reaction um, in the beginning. And I don't, uh, right? Like, we expected that. Like, we knew that would happen. We knew it would be a circus. I don't know why people are shocked. I don't know why people are surprised. But I already knew the bullshit was going to come, right? I, I don't I don't even know. I laugh. I, 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 I don't take it seriously. I don't take it um, seriously because I don't fuck with Joe Biden. I don't fuck with Donald Trump. I don't fuck with, uh, VP Harris. Um, and I don't fuck with potential VP Pence. I don't give a fuck about any of them. To me, they're all the same. And unfortunately, there are a lot of folks that are so tired of police brutality and they're tired of seeing a new hashtag of a dead black person on the newsfeed, it, it seems pretty often. You know, we have the pandemic and everything else and people lost their jobs and their homes and people are struggling right now. A lot of people are. And you have people that also have this election coming up where they feel as though their agenda of being tired and sick of the racism and the brutality and the hate and the inequality. And I I get that, you know, I'm tired too. I've been tired for a long time, but I feel like this upcoming election really showed America's true colors in a way that it never has ever in a very long time. When we had Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump to choose from, we were, you know, like on the fence, but we were like mostly like, hey, fuck it. Like, even though (laughs) Hillary called, you know, our black young boys predators and, you know, crazy shit and what her husband did and what he contributed to fucking up the community. We were like, you know, but then we have Trump who was just ignorant. He was a predator. He was misogynistic. And we know about his racism. We know his agenda about building the wall and how he looked at Muslims. And we were like, oh, no, no, no. We can't do that. We can't have a celebrity, a rich celebrity with power and um and resources and 
and everything else like that, that we don't have to win. So myself, I voted for Hillary. I did because I was like, I'm not going to choose him. I participated in the whole choosing the less, uh, the lesser of, of two evils. And I realized that it didn't work because black people for the past 50 plus years has been dedicated to voting for the Dem party, uh, between 80 to 92%, if not more. And every time we've gotten damn near anything in return. And we're so dedicated to just vote blue, yet we're not holding the Democratic Party responsible and accountable for not giving us what we deserve finally after building this country after 401 years. I'm trying to understand why people don't understand that. (laughs) You know, like, how are you going to skip right over us and talk about immigration? Huh? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and talk about, oh, no, I'm not just going to do anything for just black people. No. For this upcoming election, I'm not participating in that rhetoric because that's, that, that is what it is. Choosing between two people that are trash and racist, it doesn't make sense to put that out there because that's, that's how this election is different. Because now you have people saying, if you vote for Donald Trump, you're racist. If you don't vote for Biden, you're racist because that vote automatically goes to Trump. You can't win either way in a, in a democracy, right? Politics is a very selfish thing. You can't be selfless. That's why black Americans are in the position that we are in because we care too much about other people before we care about ourselves, right? We're concerned about foreign policies for other people. We're concerned about the border. We're concerned about the wall. We're concerned about, you know, uh, families being broken up uh, from land countries and stuff like that, which is terrible. It is. We put in our moral compass before our actual logic. We're putting everything before us and wondering why we're not getting shit. Why nothing is changing. Actually, let me just roll the tape of Joe Biden saying what he needs to say himself, right? And then I'm going to talk about it and, and then go into, you know, depth of how I feel about it and, and why I feel how I feel about it, right? Because this is this is pretty much, um, you know, you can't just say things without having backup, right? So I want you guys to listen to exactly what I'm, where I'm coming from, from my standpoint, based on what he says. All right. So let's roll the tape. Vice President Biden, do you support reparations? No, I mean, since I haven't spoken on this, got a chance. Um, number one, the reason we're the country we are is because of immigration. We've been able to cherry pick the best from every single continent. The people who come here have determination resilience. They are ready to stand up and work like the devil. We have 24 out of our 100 children in our school today is Hispanic. The idea that we are going to walk away and not provide every opportunity for them is not only stupid and immoral, but it's bad for America. They are the future of America, and we should invest in them. Everybody will benefit from it, every single American, and you should get used to it. This is a nation of immigrants. That's who we are. That's why we're who we are. That's what makes us different. And we should invest in it. Well, there you have it. He really said the reason why this country is the way that it is is because of immigration. 
That is a goddamn lie. Let's start there. What he did was completely erase the the uh, contributions that Black Americans have structured and the sacrifice that we've given up to make this country the way it is. In order for immigration to even be here, how do you skip over that? How? How do you skip over us and then talk about how immigrants made this country amazing? No. No. That is so fucking disrespectful. Excuse my language. I'm trying to not swear and I'm trying not to get heated. But that moment right there when he said that was all you needed to know and why he chose Kamala Harris as his VP out of any other uh, a candidate. And you got people trying to question me? Why I feel the way I feel? You got to think about that one again. You cannot do that. And unfortunately, I don't blame our people for being so deeply conditioned to believe that this man is a better choice than Donald Trump. That's not to say that I vote, I'll vote for Donald Trump. That's not to say that Donald Trump can, can, can do anything that will make black American lives any better other than controlling immigration. That's it. The fact that Joe Biden, you people want to talk about how blatant Donald Trump is racist. That shit right there. Whew, that wasn't just racist. That shit was troubling because what that does is, is talking about lineage, right? Because immigration can be black folks. It can be uh, white Latinos. It could be Asians, et cetera. Right. So it doesn't come, it doesn't come off as being so, but when it comes to those that are native on this land, it damn sure is. It might as well be. You might as well say Joe Biden. You might as well say you 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 niggers are 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 lazy and y'all don't work for what y'all have and deserve. So we're gonna get these immigrants that work hard and make this country amazing because y'all sure don't. He might as well said that. Hmm. He didn't even fucking address it. <laughs> like that's how crazy it is. He didn't even address it. He didn't address reparations for Black Americans. He simply just started talking about immigration. He started to gaslight folks that had a concern about reparations that is old to us and started talking about how they're the future and how they work their asses off and how they want to, they're going to make the, the country better for everybody else. Really? At what cost, Joe Biden? I'm pretty sure for a low cost. That's why. People have to understand that you can't talk about equality when there is a group of people already left out that made it possible to even mention equality. You can't talk about equality if you have those that built this country, right, to even make it possible for immigration to even happen in the first place due to white supremacy, having the idea that we're going to bring in immigration and pay them for a low cost to help build the economy and wipe out those that built this economy in this country because they deserve the the, the right wages, aka reparations, because we don't want to pay it. So we got to get them the fuck out of here. 
what is that saying that, you know, the young kids like to say? It's cheaper to keep her, right? Yeah, it's cheaper to keep black Americans active and, and prospering because we got to owe them what's rightfully owed. So it's not, we're not going to do that. We're going to lock the asses up. We're going to bottom cast them. We're going to bring in immigration for a lower price and we're going to make them work. And we're going to just make sure that they leave because, you know, immigrants, they don't know better because they came from somewhere that, you know, they weren't getting anything anyway, which is why they're so desperate to come here in the first place, which is why they're so desperate to drown in the, in the ocean and everything else and be separated and put they and have their kids in cages and everything else. Come on now. All right. It's very simple. If you take a step back out of your feelings and you look at exactly what it is, stop looking at CNN, right? You got babies crying. Of course, they're going to zoom right on in on that. Babies cry. That's what they do. Not saying that it's right. That doesn't deserve to happen at all. And I was one of the people, one of the people that was just saying like, yo, this is fucked up. I was. I was. And I wasn't even paying attention to what's going on with my own people at the same time. What about the foster care system? Me, my sister and I were a victim of the system. We were in foster care. We were abused in foster care. We were taken away from our families. Instead of America, the government, helping my mother who was suffering from drug abuse and getting her the help that she needed and the aid and, and, and putting her in a program to help her be a better mother to her children. Instead, the government took her black children away from her. What about us? What about what's going on already on our native land? What about the people that are already experiencing bullshit on our native land before you start focusing on immigrants? Huh? You want to talk about the children at the border? That voluntarily, their parents voluntarily came here for the sacrifice. What about the people that are already here that sacrificed their own fucking lineage for 400 plus years and still have their children being taken away from them? Where is that attention at? I'll wait. I will wait. There was no concern for Haitians. How Haiti was treated either. They're not, they're not. They're, yes, they're immigrants, but look how America treated Haiti compared to how they're treating Latin folks that are coming over here. You, you want to talk about the conditions of our, of our brothers and sisters from Haiti, how they were treated when they needed help and aid? They were ignored. Clinton ignored the fuck out of them. Come on now. Wake up. You want to talk about, I'm woke. No, the fuck you're not. You're still napping. Okay. You keep putting that alarm clock on snooze. You didn't end the alarm clock. You keep putting on snooze and waking up every five minutes. Stop it. Redlining. The pipeline of prison. Right. Locking black men up. At a crazy rate. We got to get rid of you Negroes. We're trying to help build this economy off of the backs of immigrants at a low wage because they're so desperate to come here because they're not getting what we pay them in their hometown. They're desperate. We're going to take advantage of that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then what we're going to do to make up for it is we're going to have you Negroes, you native black Americans work in, in the prison, private prisons for, for damn near nothing, labor, aka another form of fucking slavery, 
picking cotton, another form of picking cotton and benefiting the betterment of everybody else. Do you not understand that America is based on systematic oppression? Is that what people are telling me? Is that what it is? Huh? That, that this, this country is based off of capital. This country is based off of getting where you fit in. This, this, this country is based off of a caste system. I'm not understanding how people are clearly obtuse in that manner. I'm not speaking from the form of just simply being, you know, ignorant or not understanding politics. This is very clear because your, your whole life existence will tell you that. Your whole life existence of struggling. Why don't you have wealth? Why don't you have anything to, to capitalize off of after your ancestors built this country for 400 plus years? I'm trying to understand how you don't see that. I'm not shaming people for that. I'm not shaming for people to not understand it. But what I want people to do is you got to at least take a step to actually try to comprehend and understand it. That takes an effort. I can't help anyone. Neither can anyone help me if myself even don't question anything. Why is that? Why can't you speak for yourself? Why can't you think for yourself? As an individual, if you know that this country is fucked up, why aren't you questioning why? Instead of falling in line to take whatever scraps and crumbs are given to you, including from the Democratic Party. People want to talk about Malcolm X and, and Harry Tubman all day and every day. They don't even know what the fuck they were, what they were standing for, what they were talking about, because they're, they're going against everything they said. Stop mentioning our leaders. If you don't know what the fuck they meant, because it still applies today, what they meant. Stop worrying about the Aries and, and all the, and the Hebrews, all these, all these rap artists, baby mamas and shit on Instagram. Stop worrying about them and focus on your shit. They'll be fine. Will you? How are you working from Amazon Fulfillment Center? This is not personal. I'm not attacking anyone specifically, but I worked at Amazon Fulfillment Center. How are you working at Amazon Fulfillment Center and paying attention to other raps, uh, rappers' lifestyle and their girlfriends benefiting off of it, and you fucking over here barely can make your bills? How? And then talking about, I'm voting for Kamal Harris and Joe Biden. Come on. Every job opportunity on the side that I get outside of my profession as a filmmaker, even when I worked at Amazon, even when I worked at Wendy's, all these jobs, it was hard for me to find black, uh, uh, native black Americans. A lot of people were just foreigners, Haitians, Jamaicans, Panamanians, Cubans, Vietnamese, all these folks were immigrants. It was hard to find people like myself. And after I moved to Atlanta, it's even, it's even harder. Because a lot of black immigrants know that Atlanta is the place to go when it comes to black opportunities. They know that. They know. It's funny that I was asked, literally, before this pandemic happened, I went to a nightclub. I had an African ask me who I was and, and my nationality, as if it fucking matters. Why? Why is that the start of a conversation or introduction? Who I am? Hmm? 
I, 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 I'm, I'm really boggled at this. And he was very elitist. He was, he was talking shit about black Americans, how they want, uh, African men to take care of them and all this crazy shit. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm from Boston, sweetheart. I don't know what the fuck goes on in Atlanta pertaining to black women. I'm pretty sure that's not how a lot of black American women think because black American are the most educated group in America. So I'm pretty sure they're very self-sufficient and what the fuck they got going on. So don't do that. He didn't understand what I was coming from. He was like, oh, I've been here for, for 10 years. That's not long enough, sweetheart. You just got, you still just got here after 10 years. You, you're, you're still new. What do you mean? He was against abortion and all this other stuff and how women need to, I said, I don't need to hear any of that. You cannot, you cannot feed me your mindset from where the fuck you came from in Africa. Cause he, he grew up in South Africa, but he was from another part of Africa originally before he came to Atlanta. And I sat there and I'm just like, wow, he had followed me. I'm pretty sure like probably like a month later because I was talking about a lot of real shit that he didn't agree with. He was, he was shaming black Americans of how they were rioting and everything in the street. I'm like, you don't even go here. My mean girl's voice. You don't even go here. Who are you to fucking criticize us? How we operate on this land of how we demand fairness. You don't even go here. You're a visitor. Because you can go anywhere you fucking want to go with your dual citizenship. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out with that bullshit. I was heated. Come to America. The land of free and opportunity. On that stage. And say what he said. That should tell you everything you need to know. Right then and there. Forget the fact that he said, if you, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Forget his 94 crime bill. Like Amanda Seals said, because fuck her. But, you know, let's just forget about everything that makes sense. And uh, speaking on Amanda Seals, on Thursday, she posted, maybe it was like, I don't know, Wednesday, but I seen it on Thursday. Uh, someone sent me a screenshot of what she said because she blocked me on Instagram. But um, she said about last night. Yeah, so so it was on Wednesday. The, uh, no, Tuesday. Yeah, so it was on Tuesday. Uh, during the um, debate um, between uh, Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump. And um, she said, about last night, I don't want to hear no more shit about reparations, black agenda, Kamala as AG, the 94 crime bill. We got to get focused on the now and get the orange out of here. Vote for us. Vote for us. Who is us? You're an immigrant. Right, a lot of people like to say, "Oh, her father's black American." I'm trying to figure out where. I know I don't see her her father anywhere, but she loves to talk about her Grenadian uh, heritage. She loves to visit her her country. She's not Ados, and she I like I said, I truly feel like Amanda Seals don't like black Americans. She talks down on us. She talks down on black American men, and she makes it specific that she talks about black American, someone that. What what scholarships did she have received in regards of anchoring herself in Black American identity to get those scholarships? Did she pay out of pocket? I do know that she went to uh, the State University of New York and she talked about, oh, she loves to mention that she has Black studies and, oh, she loves to be on CNN and on TV and on the rail and talking for us and for us, but yet talking down on us at the same time. I don't trust her. I believe she's an agent. 
I believe that she's an agent for white supremacy. I don't believe that she has the best interest for anybody other than her fucking self because she is also a careerist. So four months ago, she was against Joe Biden and how I don't see how people can vote for easy. You're supposed to demand something in exchange for voting. She was right there along with Angela Rice, dumbass. And she loves, they love to talk about one thing and the next thing that tune switches and then talk to you like you're a fucking idiot and call you names and everything if you don't agree with them. They don't like accountability. They don't. Angela Rye and Amanda Sills and people like them, Joy Reid, they don't like accountability. When you check their asses, they start to whine and cry. Like little the little bitches that they are. Because they are. They're mean-spirited. They don't like to talk about the real shit unless it benefits them. And Angela Rice underneath Kamala Harris's titties to be breastfed about misinformation in regards to black Americans, yet talk about ADOS like we're fucking idiots when we check her ass based upon when she was on The Breakfast Club and referring to black Americans as also immigrants. We're all immigrants. And then when black Americans call her out on it, y'all are stupid. That's not what I said. I said that we are blah, 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 blah. Oh, for the slow people in the back. These are people that are very damaging to our community and our efforts in the movement that we're trying to make because they have privilege, right? Right? Angela Wright don't know who the fuck she is. <laughs> I'll, I'll start there. But Amanda Sales, she knows who she is. She wraps her flag in her Twitter bio all day, every day. She talks about her heritage all day, every day. She was telling us from her pool how we're supposed to vote. Yeah, I know. Policies don't matter right now. Oh, she said that. Policies don't matter. And look what she said right here. Everything she said in that moment was in regards to Native Black Americans, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about reparations. We're talking about the 94 crime bill. We're talking about how Kamala Harris is de- uh, is is an enemy to our community. She mentioned all that and how we should fucking sh- pretty much shut the fuck up about it all. We don't need to hear it. Let's just get the, the orange man out that's trying to, that's so high on immigration, getting rid of immig- illegal immigrants because I'm one of them and I benefit off of that. That's who she's referring to. And, and I don't, you can't make this anything other than that. Because what happens is people then try to anchor themselves in our identity, such as people like Amanda Sills, and then turn around when it doesn't benefit her and then talk down on us, such as people like Jesse Wu. We see right through the bullshit. We cannot be mad about it. <laughs> you can't be mad that we see it. That's what it is. Amanda Sills hate black Americans and no one can ever fucking convince me otherwise because there's proof in it. There's a track record of it. Period. She can't have she can't have a job to save her life. She's always getting fired. She's all she's she's a she's a, she's an imbecile with a lack of chromosomes. She's nobody that should be paying attention to and have someone to tell you who the fuck you are and what you should be preaching about and reaching for in America. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Unfollow her. Stop listening to her. For my followers that are anchored in her fucking ideology of what the fuck equality is in America as a black American. She's not the right person to listen to if you're trying to remain informed and educated with facts and not based off of emotions. She's a hot mess, a hot mess.
I've never seen anyone like that before. She's a narcissist. She doesn't like accountability and she likes to spread her fucking rhetoric all over platforms because people believe that she's speaking for us and I, I, don't, I don't get it. People like that gives out anecdotal details. They don't necessarily give out, you know, the truth or, or remain reliable about facts. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's very much based upon identity politics. This is what I'm saying. Pay attention. Read between the fine lines. Just because they're black don't mean that they're for you. We know that saying. All skin folk ain't kin folk. And that is the truth. That's why I don't believe in pan-Africanism. Because to me, what that says is we can all get along, get along, and be along and be equal when that's not the case. What what how how did pan-Africanism benefit anyone? I'll wait. I'll wait. Has anyone received dual citizenship? In regards to Pan-Africanism, has anyone received any land or apologies? Has anyone received job opportunities amongst the Pan-Africanism? That rhetoric is only spewed against Black Americans, not when it comes to South Americans or Caribbeans or anyone else, just specifically to Black Americans. I wonder why. A first world country. The truth is uncomfortable, sweetheart. It's never meant to please you, right? That's why a lot of people remain in the same place that they remain in because they can't receive it. Even though it's a fact, right? But they can't receive it because that means accountability. That means they have to change whatever the fuck rhetoric they were taught, right? Being conditioned and have to then learn and make that effort to then put their ego aside to then accept it. And a lot of people aren't ready for that. That is why I'm here. Cause I'm going to shake, I'm going to shake some shit up, shit up. I don't give a fuck. I don't. What you going to do? Hmm? Having no black agenda, not talking about reparations because he cares about the immigration that is going to be coming to this country to help build this country off of a low wage. Because you can't tell a black American that deserves to be paid a, a, a highly good amount of money for their education and the hard work. We don't want to pay y'all. We want to pay the immigrant. Go to a temp agency and see how far, see how far you get as a black American getting a job. Good luck. This is not being xenophobic. It's not being separatist. This is that's people like that de deflect. They don't know shit about this country. If you say that, if you call me a xenophobic for calling out statistics and facts, you don't know what the fuck that word means. I'm not opposed to, to immigrants being here, but not before us. That, that is where I stand. We can't, black Americans that built this country cannot be bottom casted and suffer anymore, suffer any longer. For what? For what? For scholarships to be taken out of our hands? For job opportunities to feed our kids and our families to be taken out of our hands? I don't, I, I don't think so. No. That doesn't make me xenophobic. That makes me concerned about my people being wiped the fuck out and being shut out from having a voice in the next 30 years, okay? 11 million illegal immigrants will be, be certain to take everything that we got. And I'm not saying that in a, in a uh, derogatory way. I'm saying it in the form of concern. And I have that right. Because if, if the roles were switched, how would you feel, right? Hmm. 
if I was to go to a Western African country or the Caribbean and say, hey, mm-mm, nope, what about y'all? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a native, but I'm black too. I'm a minority too, so I deserve whatever the fuck y'all get. I deserve everything that's given to y'all. And, and if y'all bottom cast it and you're on your own native land, then so be it. Right? That wouldn't go well, would it? Would it? Would it? Whatever y'all given reparations, you know, from, from England or, or, or France, I mean, I deserve a piece of that cut because I'm black just like you, right? If I go to Haiti, I deserve a cut of that reparations too from France, even though I'm not a part of your lineage, even though I'm a black American. I deserve it too because I'm black American. That's how people like Jessie Wu sounds when she talk about, oh no, oh, what do you, no, you're, you're stupid because Caribbean people deserve reparations in America too because some some Caribbean people were also part of the slave trade when they were dropped off. Shut the fuck up. You don't know anything about your fucking history, let alone economics and politics. Get the fuck out of here. Continue looking like Cindy Lou, Jesse Wu. It's amazing how that rhymes, isn't it? Convenient, huh? Continue to fix your fucking caked on setting powder that never fucking blends in well. I'm going after your looks too, bitch. Absolutely, because your ignorant, self-pompous, elitist attitude is exactly why we have this quote-unquote diaspora wars. You don't even give a fuck about the, the low-class, working-class uh, folks in your own country in Haiti. Shut the fuck up. There's other actual Haitians that don't give a fuck about you, too. So it ain't just black Americans that don't fuck with you. Your own people don't fuck with you. Talk about we're all African. African where? African what? But yet you make sure you, you rep your Haitian flag every chance you get, don't you? Huh? Your Haitian flag, your bio, making videos of, of Haiti and all this other, Haitian pride, Haitian pride, but we're all African. When I, every time, I'm telling you, every time black Americans are, are, are in the mix, for some reason, people like to then use this whole, we're all black, we're all African nonsense. Right? Until you flip the script and then it's like, oh, and y'all separatists, y'all don't like to, this is why we are where we are. This is, this is why we can't get along. No, we ain't got shit to do with it. We be minding our own business. Huh? We're always, we're always advocating for everybody else. I don't get that whole image of black Americans being in, into themselves. How? How? If anything, we're not selfish enough. If you ask me. Please save that bullshit. That is rhetoric. That is some white supremacy ideology. That is some fucking nonsense. And I'm not with it. I'm not with it. You can't come here and then reap our benefits just because we are all black. Because like I said, we can't go to Haiti and anchor ourselves there by saying, but I'm black. So what's good is for you is what's good for me. They will look at me like I'm nuts. That whole we're all African shit is it's called cultural smudging. That is a colonialist mindset. We're all black until it's convenient. Hmm? Then take that Jamaican flag down from your bio. Take that Nigerian flag down from your bio on your Twitter or your Instagram page. If we're all the same. I'll wait. You can't separate yourself by representation. And then call it xenophobic when we do the same. 
That was what you call basic elitism, okay? I told someone the same thing. Like, if you can leave this country, America, right, and vacation on your homeland whenever the fuck you feel like it because you can't deal with the, the issues that are going on in America, right, understand that we can't do that. We can't. We have nowhere to go but here and fight for what is ours, right? We can't go anywhere. For 400 plus years, we've been here fighting for what is ours. And then you come and disrespect those same people that made you, that made you possible to be here? And then call us xenophobic in return for demanding what's rightfully ours for it? I don't, uh-uh, uh-uh. No. And, and a lot of people like that, like Jesse Wu and Amanda Seals, are upset that we're waking up to it. That's what it is. They're mad that we got hip to it. Jesse Wu li lives in Miami and she's Haitian, right? Let's talk. If you want to talk about the wealth gap in, in Miami, huh? How Haitians have a better income and a better sustainable living than black Americans do? Miami is basically an island of, of different cultures. Miami, Miami is so different. I don't, I mean, I, I, I feel for black Americans that live in Miami. I, I know y'all struggling. So, you know, real quick, let's just get into the data, right? Uh, according to the Immig uh, Immigrant Learning Center, right? ILCTR.org. Let's, let's get into the data, okay? So Black Americans on an average household income earns about $33,500, right? A Black immigrant average earns $43,800, okay? Let's um, talk about immigration, uh, black immigrant, um, let's talk about the percentage of population who own homes, right? Black Americans, about 42%, and, and black immigrants, 40%, right there. All immigrants, 51%, right? That's damn near almost 10% higher. So let's also talk about degrees, okay? College uh, degrees. Black Americans, 19%. Black uh, immigrants, 26%. If you look at HBCUs, right, and you, and you see how many people actually attend those HBCUs, and I'm just talking about race, I'm talking about lineage, I'm talking about ethnicity, <laughs> because According to Yvette Carnell, because I'm going to use her as a reference because she actually attended at HBCU and Kamala Harris did as well, Howard University. So she, know, and, and they also majored in the same uh, major, political science. They all had dreams of becoming involved as a president or someone higher on a higher level scale in, in politics. So I love that she, she called that out because, you know, you have some people that are for Kamala Harris because she attended an HBCU and you have those that have attended uh, an HBCU that see right through her and will t and call it as it is, right? So there's some bison, right? And, and a lot of people are speculating, how did they get involved? If you come from a poor uh, country, if you come from a, 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 a place where there's not many opportunities. How did you get here in the first place in America? And then how did you capitalize off of that? And then was able to attend an HBCU, right? 
Was it through scholarships, right? And if it was through scholarships, what did you apply for? Was it anchored as an immigrant or was it anchored within Black American? Identity, right? Identity politics. Here we go. 101. When you fill out a census, Hispanics and Latinos, what race are you? What, what race do you put down? White, most likely. Because majority of Hispanics and Latinos vote Republican. So I don't, I don't get where numbers and, and data doesn't matter anymore because someone else's feelings do. And their feelings matter more than facts. <laughs> like, we're not just speaking out of our ass here, okay? Because those are allies get it. They know. There are plenty of allies that will call a thing a thing. And I appreciate those people. I do. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Because some people need to hear it. I have my, my best friend. One of my best friends is a first-generation Haitian. Her and I have had these conversations, you know. Sometimes she didn't get it. And sometimes, you know, after I broke it down, she, she, she understood. And even some of my followers, they get it. They're in my inbox all the time. They feel my frustration, if anything, because they also mentioned how their family members think about black Americans. I re we already know that, though. You get what I'm saying? We, we already know. And, and the fact that you have people that are like, no, we don't feel that. No, it's okay. Y'all do. As a whole collective, y'all do. Not all. Not all. We know that. We also know that, right? Because what we do is we mix black politics with black culture, right? These are two different things. You can't talk about black politics and black economics and then talk about xenophobic because you feel like your culture is under attack. No, no one's even mentioning your culture specifically. No one's talking about, oh, y'all don't, y'all food is disgusting. No one's, that's xenophobic. Like no one's say, attacking your culture alone. This is about the government. The government is using y'all as pawns. I don't know how some people don't see that. Right? Y'all should also be mad at the government. Not just us. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm struggling here. I, I really am. I know y'all are. I look at the data. That's, that's what I do, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna start to put a lot of uh, my podcast episodes that needs visuals, such as data and, and, and numbers. I'm gonna put on my YouTube channel. Smiley said it. And I'm going to, I'm going to have these discussions because it's needed. Visuals are needed. People got to see charts and, and data to actually get the image of what I'm, where I'm coming from, or else it's just going to feel like I'm just being xenophobic. People love that word. Whenever they're being held accountable, people love that word. I'm not, I'm not falling for that okie dokie trick. No, call me, call me that if you want to, for speaking facts. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I really don't because everybody can be selfish about their culture, but the moment black Americans do, oh, it's a problem. Oh, it's a problem. Y'all can't talk about your issues and problems because we're not included. Fuck out of here. I don't think so. We're off that. Like I said, in these, in the past few months on my, on this pocket, we're off that. We, we've been off that. You can't fool us. Not anymore. Nope. Sorry. I don't think so. People got me fucked up. Right? Like I said, you know, people treat 
people treat you a certain way when they know you aren't the future. Tell me I'm lying. You can apply that with immigration. You can apply that with your education. You know, how white teachers look at black American students as being nothing and not going to amount to anything. So they put them in the back of the classroom and don't call on them during classes for answers and stuff during studies. Uh Uh-uh. No. Everything is there. The data is there. You can't. You can't jump into the conversation based on your emotions. I don't entertain people like that. The moment people start talking about how they feel and not what is the fact and the truth, you can't talk to me. I don't want to hear about your feelings. I don't care that your feelings are hurt because you're no longer an ally when we're talking about this. If you're an ally, you can't get upset about the facts and the data. You can't get, and I have my allies. They know, they know what time it is. It's those that don't give a fuck about black Americans to begin with that have an issue with it. Amanda Sills and Jesse Wu, they don't give a fuck about ADOS. I know they don't. And, I, and I'm very passionate because I'm angry. I, I'm, I am at this point. Because we're being taken advantage of on a different fucking level by having celebrities speaking up for us. And telling us what the fuck to do and how to vote that doesn't uh, suit our interest at, at best? No. No. You're not going to disrespect my ancestors and the progress that they made for this country. That's what it is. That's what it's about. No. Don't dare mention Malcolm X, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., James Baldwin, Angela Davis, don't mention our people ever the fuck again then. Don't do that. But yet, when I look at us, look down on us like we're fucking being xenophobic for calling the thing a thing. Uh-uh. For those that want to know, um, I highly suggest for you guys to read up on immigration and the remaking of Black America. This book is written by Todd G. Hamilton. And it is amazing. Anything that you need to know is right there in that book. At least the basics. You know what I mean? Like at least uh, the fundamental aspect of this topic. And also, I highly suggest that you read The Color of Money, Black Banks, and The Racial Wealth Gap. That is literally the name. It's a long title, right? It's, It's literally called The Color of Money, Black Banks, and The Racial Wealth Gap. So Google that. It's on Amazon. Both books are on Amazon. I know some people don't support Amazon. I'm pretty sure you can find it on other websites. But yeah, those two books will give you the most basic general idea. And they have charts and numbers and graphs and everything in the book. All of it. So if you really care to do your research, then do it. If you want even more suggestions, links, even um, other scholars and, and people that majored with their master's in political science and economics. I can also give you some um, information on those people that I follow and have learned a lot from. But, you know, that that's only if people really want to care. You know, if you don't, then and you don't have an idea of what any of this stuff means. You can't argue <laughs> because most of the time it's not ever sticking to facts. It's just about you don't like me. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> What?
I love my I love my black folks all across the board. Period. Period. I support people. We can we can literally fight white supremacy together. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we can't join you know join for, forces. We can't be, get together and be together and and work together. I'm not saying that. I'm not against it either. But you cannot say that there is equality when the people that actually built this land is is being shut out, and, and you don't care. There was someone, I can't even find their name, but it was a comment under a YouTube video um, from Yvette Carnell and uh, the founder of Breaking Brown and who also is one of the co-founders of ADOS. So pretty much um, this person was like, as a child of Black Caribbean immigrants, aka Haitian, I find it sad but amusing when Black immigrants criticize and... Um, condensed towards African-Americans. The only reason black immigrants are able to come to the USA and find opportunity is entirely thanks to the centuries long struggles of African-Americans. The Hart-Seller Immigration Act of 1965 that allowed their parents to enter this country. The Civil Rights Acts of 1964 and 1968, aka Banning employment and housing discrimination, the segregation, affirmative action, all of which black immigrants benefit from, despite the fact that their ancestors made none of the uh, requisite sacrifices. Pre-1965, immigration was designed to accept those of Northern European stock. Pre-1965, the number of immigrants from the entire continent of Africa totaled a few thousand people. Post-1965, it has jumped to over 2 million per year. That was 1965, y'all. So if you are the descendant of a Black immigrant, your entire existence here is owed to Black Americans who dismantled racially exclusive immigration policy in the 60s. Acting superior to Black Americans will not grant you whiteness, nor will it fix your home country which you left for this one. You hear that, Jesse Wu? I just had to put that out there. I mean, the next episode, I'm going to read uh, discussions, comments, and stuff like that because I want people to get like the full gist. And it's hard to like uh, give out links and, and uh, videos and stuff like that because some people aren't going to look at the comments. So I'd rather read them that are, you know, opposed to. Black Americans have reparations, whether it's, you know, whatever, for whatever, whatever reason that is. But, you know, I'm going to read their comments, you know, the good and bad and nasty and ugly. All of that. I'm going to have to read all of it. Because then, because, you know, until I get back on YouTube and start doing these um, lives and stuff like that, where I can actually have callers come in. Because I want to I do that, too. I want to have people call in and we can have discussions and stuff like that. I would love that. So I'm going to hook that up eventually. Um, but for now I'm going to read comments, uh, until I set that up probably in the next couple of weeks or so. I'm, I'm thinking of that. I think that would be a lot easier. I'm still going to do my podcast, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get on YouTube, um, live and, um, actually have engagement with you guys and other people to call in and, and stuff like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to make this, uh, bigger than what it is right now on my platform uh, on podcasting. But um, I thought that was interesting, you know, 
because there are, like I said, a lot of Haitians actually are allies. Like I don't really meet a lot of Haitians out of like anyone in the black diaspora that had, that gives black Americans a hard time. You know, it's very rare that I do not to say that, you know, other black cultures amongst the diaspora don't, but it's very rare that I see uh, Haitian um, immigrants, um, first generation, second generation, or third, give black Americans uh, a hard time um, because they typically know the struggle, you know? Um, because again, folks will talk about, oh my God, they're ripping babies at the border, but nobody cared about Haitians. Nobody cared about how Haitian immigrants were treated in Haiti, right? When they had their disaster, how Clinton treated them, right? How they had to sleep on uh, beds of rocks and were bitten by snakes and scorpions and had no food and, and their food was all expired and all, all types of mess. But now we're concerned, now we're concerned about, uh, Hispanic immigration being torn apart at the border and families being ripped apart when nobody cared about black Haitians, black folks. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not doing no signal, no dog whistle or anything like that. I'm just saying it's amazing how people choose to care about certain things and certain people based upon what identity politics. I'm not saying that children deserve to be ripped apart from their families and be put into cages and none of that. What I'm saying is it's very interesting how America treats the difference. You know, that's all. That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, Haitians, they, they deserve better than that, than, than what America was giving them in a crisis, in the middle of a fucking crisis, how they treated Haitians. That was fucked up. Nobody talks about it. Where was that energy at? We're talking about Mexicans and Guatemalans at the border, but nobody wants to talk about Haitians. Hmm. All right. Now I feel like we're so desperate. We're like clinging on to ideology and hope on both sides, right? And after four years of having Donald Trump in office and him causing havoc and, and chaos and all types of uh, insanity activities, <laughs> insane activities, excuse me. And I feel like we're desperate. So what do we do? We, we tell ourselves, hey, we got to choose, you know, which person is less harmful, right? Or less evil or, or, or not as problematic. And to me, that is very dangerous because that in itself is pretty much based in personal agenda or uh, biasism, right? And I'm going to break it down for you. And I hope people understand what I mean by this because politics is not pretty. Politics can be selfish. Politics is personally driven. Whether it's pertaining to your group or not, or your personal perseverance, etc. Everyone has their own uh, reasoning 
but why they're voting as a citizen. And that's why I'm against voter shaming, because I feel like, especially in this upcoming presidential elections, um, it's, it's very up in the air. And I will say that last, um, I will say that before, I, I will say that I voted for Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. And I thought, you know, hey, I'm going to pretty much obviously go with her because she'll be the first woman in office. And I I don't like Donald Trump. I mean, he don't know shit about politics, et cetera. <laughs> um, and I do understand that there were people that were telling me like, oh, but she called black um, boys, you know, predators, et cetera, and all this other crazy shit. And I was like, yeah, but then we have Donald Trump that said, you know, he likes to grab women by their pussies and shit. And, and he's talking about building a wall and border control and all this other type of uh, xenophobic shit, right? So I was like, I got to choose Hillary over him. I have to vote, right? I have to choose one or the other. Um, I'm a Democrat, so I'm going to vote for the Democratic Party. And it's Hillary. Right? Um, so I voted for her, and Donald Trump ended up winning. I was shocked. I'm going to tell you. My mouth was, like, wide open. And what's crazy is... That was a, that was around the time that I actually started to participate in cannabis. I was smoking more and I was baking edibles and all types of shit to numb myself because I was shocked that over 90% of black Americans voted for Clinton and didn't win. I was like, what the fuck is the point? then like what was that for and now today (laughs) it's like the same shit all over again you know (laughs) that whole debate was trash i mean again i have expressed that i am ADOS, um, American descendant of slavery, and I'm a native Black American. This is my native land, and I'm bottom casted, and pretty much damn near about to be exiled out of voting completely as far as having my voice and my uh, lineage um, being heard in regards to voting. That is what people have to understand that are black Americans. Um, our voices are literally about to be extinct um, because of immigration, illegal immigration specifically as well, but um, the government, right? <laughs> like that's the whole point of having a bipartisan voting system is where we are conditioned to believe that we have to choose between someone that's bad 
and another person that is bad. And then we have to then go into detail and specifics of who's uh, worse. And although uh, Black Americans have been loyal voters to the Democratic Party for 50 plus years, we haven't received anything. And whenever I say that, automatically the the people come out of nowhere and just start to say, oh my God, you're voting for Trump? Oh my God, so who are you voting for then? Attitudes, you know, come out of nowhere, everything. And I'm like, wait a minute. I I, I sometimes feel like I'm backed into a corner for for asking the right questions. Right? It's almost like, no, no, shh, don't don't be too loud about the truth. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm being hushed about speaking up about realism. So let me say this right now. Whoever you choose to vote for, right? Especially for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you you vote for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just just vote for them. I have my own feelings, I have my own expressions. I'm not telling you not to vote for them by the way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just explaining why I'm not. That's all. Like I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not voting for Biden. Again, unless before elections, they just come out of somewhere out of, out of their ass. And it's like, you know what? I get it. <laughs> Black Americans, y'all need something. Y'all need something in exchange to offer up your vote. But yet they haven't. So people are like, oh, so that means you're going to vote for Trump. That means the vote will go to Trump. I'm like, not, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> not necessarily. You know, I can vote for independent. I can vote for a Green Party. I mean, I don't, I don't believe that morally I'm voting for Trump because I refuse to take piss or shit. I'm not taking either. That is my moral compass, right? So. That is my choice. I have that right. Since people want to know, but I am focused on, obviously, down-ballot voting, state and local initiatives and everything else like that. I will be voting. I'm just not voting for the top ballot for either our party. Whatever happens, happens. Again, we're fucked either way. Specifically, Black Americans. And I don't want to hear shit about what people have to say overseas because they're not here. And especially not us. So I don't even know why people are fucking giving the input. Pro-choice, they're going to ruin, they're going to, they're going to make it illegal for abortions and all this other stuff. I'm like, listen, I've had an abortion before. I'm pro-choice myself. (laughs) I'm not saying that we can say either, but somebody has to lose, right? Like somebody has to lose out or miss out on something. We can't all have everything, right? If Donald Trump gets into office for another four years, yes, he'll be fucked up. Yes, we have to deal with another fucking idiot that's narcissistic and that also just allegedly caught, you know, the virus. And I don't even want to talk about that shit. That shit is just, uh, you know, I don't believe that he had it. I think it was a fraud, um, fraudulent activity from our so-called president um, because he was boosting how he had fans waiting outside of the hospital for him for hours and hours and he wants to make sure that he waved at them getting into the car and if he didn't the media would say that he was being mean and rude and didn't care all this crazy shit and oh I feel better than I've ever had 
in my 20 years of living, yeah, you have the fucking money too, right? You have the wealth to have the best doctors and, and everything else. A lot of working class and lower class citizens, obviously we don't. So why the fuck should we care? I don't, why am I wasting my time? <laughs> why? I don't care to talk about it. Cause it's stupid. It's like, oh, I get it. Okay. I leave that up to um Instagram. I'm not going to talk about this shit on my podcast because it's like, okay, we all know he's an idiot. So I've always said my concern for black Americans specifically is that saying that you just want Trump out is not good enough for me, for me personally, because you then have to understand who you're voting for at the end of the day as well. And we all know that Joe Biden doesn't have a great track record. So it's like, you might as well understand that you, we're against the wall rather than feeling like we have a choice, right? Like we have a better choice anyway. And we don't, we really don't. <laughs> we, we don't. So, um, hey, that's my one vote. That's not going to either party. I don't believe in the bipartisan um voting system. I don't believe in it. So why are you trying to force me to participate in something I don't believe in? Right? No. Call me an anarchist if you want, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not participating in bullshit anymore. I'm not doing it. Because I'm for demanding what's right and I'll be fighting for it on the ground level and I will make sure that our voices are heard. And it is being heard. A lot of people are now talking about reparations and trying to understand what it means. People are questioning, what does ADOS mean? What does it stand for? Who was, who was that about? Like, what is going on? And that's awesome. That is great. It really is. That is progress to me. Not big progress, but it's something. So I'm going to keep spreading it until people fully understand what it is. We have a lot more people talking about it too. Not just me. And, um... Yeah, vote for whoever has your best interest. That's as far as I can take it. I'm not encouraging you to vote for Trump. But if you do, that's your business. I I can't tell you not to. Once you're at that poll, no one can tell you, like, what's, no one's going to know. <laughs> so I, I can only say just do the right thing that works, that, that you believe is, is fit for whoever represents you in, in a matter that you believe they're going to give you what you feel is necessary, right? I don't, because we all have different agendas, clearly. My agenda is not going to be the same as another black person's agenda, whether they're ADOS or not. So I don't know. Um, I can only just give out what it is and you choose to ha uh, do whatever you need to do based upon the information that you received. That's it. You have people saying, oh, we have to vote for the lesser evil. We have to get Trump out. We have to uh, survive. We, we're fighting for our lives. That's all rhetoric. I'm going to be real. That is literally what that is. That's rhetoric. Because I, I, see, I see white folks saying it. Um, and if you are a person of color and black, you're most likely an immigrant or a foreigner, aka both, <laughs> technically. Um, because Black Americans aren't new to this. 
Let me let me repeat that. We're not we're not new to this. This is nothing new for us. So here we are, right? Trying to have our voices heard from the Democratic Party, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, and saying we need reparations. We have $17 trillion that is owed to us. How are you going to pay it? How are you going to how are you going to distribute it? We have an agenda. It also we are we actually have an agenda. Visit uh ADOS. 101.com. It's right there, laid out for you. Uh, and so thank you to Antonio and um, Yvette for that. Shout out to them, the leaders of the movement that started it, the founders. Um, I just want people to understand that we all have different agendas and, and wants and needs. And morality becomes at the front of the line rather than self-perseverance and and, um, being on the path of uh, having a specific agenda for yourself and your group of people. So I don't know how much information people know about... (laughs) economics, <laughs> basic economics pertaining to black Americans and history and, and politics. But if you are listening, I want people to understand that we are bottom casted. I've said this before, and I don't want there to be this like accusation that when we demand for an agenda and if we don't get it, then we're not going to vote, then that automatically means a vote for Trump because we aren't, we, we are the exception of the rule. And I say this because again, we've been dedicated democratic, you know, uh, people for 50 plus years and and we've gotten nothing in return. And it wasn't until again the Immigration Act came into play and you started to see more immigration coming to uh, America more and more and more and now immigrants earn more than we do. They have better job opportunities than we do. And I don't know why people call that being separ- uh, separatist or uh, xenophobic when I'm s- specifically talking about facts and numbers and charts and data and, and, and economics that has nothing, I'm not attacking anyone's personal culture, right? You didn't hear me specifically do that, right? So we got to get out of that. And we have to understand the dynamic of America because we are, we're here. I'm not talking to the the foreigners that are even outside of America because y'all don't have a voice pertaining to politics. Y'all can y'all can mind your business. Y'all not here. 
You can have your feelings about Trump because he's trash. I get it. But don't try to come over here and influence and infiltrate how people are voting because you're not fucking here, nor have you experienced what it's like to be a black American in the, in the, in the hardships that we faced and building this country for 400 years and why we're fucking on bottom casted and how we were the dedicated top voters for the Dem party and got nothing in exchange. Fuck Obama, by the way, cause he fucked us over big time. Okay. And we got, we're going to have to, we're going to struggle for a while because of him. I've done my research. So don't, don't try to tell black Americans that are native to this land, how to fucking vote because you don't know how conflicted we are right now as a whole. We are very deeply conditioned into believing that voting Democrat will save us and that if we vote for uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, then racism somehow will, what, disappear? Police brutality will disappear after you have Kamala Harris come into office and, and li- listen. Uh, so I don't want to hear anything about womanhood and, and sister girl and ooh, no. Kamala Harris is trash, utter trash. I don't care if you are a Democrat or Republican voting for Trump. I don't give a fuck what your view is. This is my view on her specifically, personally. I don't fuck with her. And no one's going to try to convince me to like her because of her grin, her smile, and that she went to an HBCU. You're conditioned. Get out of it. Snap out of it. She don't like us. <laughs> okay. Stop drinking that Kool-Aid. Are you on like a sugar rush or what? You gotta be if you fucking really believe that Kamala Harris gives a fuck about you or policy in regards to black Americans. So if you're not for us and what we're fighting for in regards to reparations, because you don't get a cut of the pie, you're foul. That's how I feel. Now, if you're Haitian, tell France to get y'all sh- to get y'all what the fuck y'all deserve, because y'all deserve a lot. Shout out to my Haitians. Right? If you're Puerto Rican. Or Dominican, get your reparations from Spain. Get your shit. If you're Brazilian, get your reparations from uh, Portugal. What y'all doing? Y'all should get it, right? That's what I'm saying. Y'all know. Y'all know what we're talking about. The Jewish people got their reparations here in America. A lot of folks got their reparations here in America. Except for black Americans. How about that? And Native Americans, too. Two Native people that belong on this land. I've had people in my inbox being like, so what are we supposed to do? Who are we supposed to vote for then? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't have to vote for any of them. If, if none of them are going to give me what I, what, what would benefit me and my group of people, what do you mean? Why? I will only be voting in exchange for the benefit of someone else. No. As a native, no one comes before me besides other natives. That's how it works. That is, America is a capitalist state. We are literally driven by 
you know, status and capital. I don't understand why people don't get that yet. And we're at the bottom. We're bottom casted. We should be top casted because we built this country. I don't get how people don't understand that still. Maybe it's their ego, ignorance, you know, I don't know. (laughs) But people got to snap out of that. We're fucked. And start focusing on your local estate, you know, because that still matters big time. Show up at the polls, and there are also things to vote for that has nothing to do with an actual uh, uh, physical candidate. Right? So there's a lot to vote for that you need to show up for. You don't got to vote for uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Black Americans, I'm talking to y'all, Native Black Americans. Because we don't get shit out of the pie either way. So the white Americans voted them in, uh, voted Donald Trump in. We didn't. So let them fucking clean the mess up and feel that guilt. I know a lot of them won't, but let them, let them, let, let them get the fucking hell for it. If, if, if Trump gets in office for another term, and if Joe Biden, Kamala Harris gets in the term, understand that we're going to remain fucking being locked out. We're going to be, we're going to be locked out. So we're fucked either way. If if Donald Trump gets into office for another term, America will still be the same way. If Donald Trump can blow dog whistles all he want, but so the fuck has Joe Biden. And we're still living today, aren't we? This is a system. This is a system problem. This is not a, just a simple uh, president problem. You know, it's not just about racism. This is about money. This is about power. This is about lineage. Racism has existed for over 400 years. And this is what I'm saying. For my immigrants that that got here, within, you know, after the civil rights movement, listen, (laughs) we've been, we're not new to this. This is, y'all, people got to listen to us. You know? And what's crazy is you have a lot of people literally like feeling like, oh my God, I have to vote Dem. I was there with Hillary. I was I was right there where I was like, gotta vote for Dem. And I ain't get none. We ain't get none. Four years later, we ain't get shit. <laughs> and and uh this is what I mean. It's like, we got to dismantle the whole system. So what do we do? So what do we do? I don't know. It depends on what your agenda is. If you're black or a, pers- or a person of color, I'm not anti-immigration. I'm anti the system and the system uses immigration as their pawn for, for cheaper labor. She, they, you know, the, I'm supposed to say she, well, I was literally about to say, <laughs> refer to the country of America as she, but America literally uses immigration for cheap labor. And then once it's a whole systematic oppression situation that we're dealing with here. I mean, it's not really that confusing to really actually look at it. <laughs> This is an economical situation and obviously political as well, but we can't keep throwing out that whole divisive shit. 
It's becoming old, and that's why we remain in the same place we are. Because you can't look after other people if your shit's not straight now, right? That is that is street code, right? If your shit ain't straight, how the fuck are you going to make sure everybody else's shit is straight? How are you going to help anybody else if you're not A1? How are black Americans so concerned about what's going on at the border with immigrants, but we're fucking trapped in our own fucking systematic oppression and trying to get out? Stop worrying about the wrong things. Uh, That's not to say that it's not important for everybody else that's going on, being in cages and separated by family members and all that stuff. I've already been there and preached about it and felt my, and gave my condolences and everything. But right now my people are struggling and we're on our, and they were natives and we're trying to fight for what's ours right now. We can't have any other room to fucking help other people. If we can't even help ourselves, you got people saying, Oh, we're not going to ever get reparations. You got folks already feeling discouraged before the movement even Goes on to for full, full on bloom in its nature. And we're making progress. I can't believe it. I'm actually seeing a lot more uh folks mention ADOS in, in comments all over different people's pages and stuff. And that shit makes me happy when I see that shit. So we are doing something. And I'm gonna go into more specifics on that in another day, but um yeah. If you already feel like demanding, you're not part of the fight. So so sit your ass down and and move to the side. No disrespect. You're in the way. We don't need doubters within the community. We don't need that. (laughs) Oh, ain't no, that ain't going to happen. Oh, we might as well just give up. What? Imagine if our ancestors said that shit 400 years ago. Now that's disrespectful to your own lineage. Nobody said it was going to happen tomorrow. This shit is a fight, an ongoing fight. It's a movement. You know? So, I don't know. I, I, uh, you know, manifest destiny. And, you got to decolonize your mind because, again, we are so conditioned into believing that we somehow can't manage to have everything that we deserve. And that is a lie. A lot of people got reparations in this country. Why can't we? The money is there. I already gave my data. And I'm going to go on YouTube, actually, and start recording that way can actually post everything and have everything in order for people to watch and learn and we can have conversations and that that is what I'm I'm open to conversations I I want that I want more people in my inbox on Instagram I want people to actually have these conversations to understand where I, where I'm coming from and uh unfortunately I have people that just didn't get it and I'm good there there aren't going to be people that just won't get it. And I've accepted that. And a lot of other people have that are about this movement, but, um, some people just get left behind and that's, that's, that's fine. 
But just because you don't believe it doesn't mean that you have the right to tell me to stop. You know, that, that, that is where I become offended. Whether you are a part of the diaspora or not. But, um, yeah, uh, uh-uh. we're, we're doing our thing. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to make a part two. Um, I'm going to wrap this up and yeah. Wow. The, uh, yeah, that debate was crazy, but we still have Kamala Harris and, uh, Pence. We still have that motherfucker. I, I always call him Pence. <laughs> Pence. And he just seems like he's not mentally there, but you know, whatever. Um, that <laughs> that's coming up, and I think Donald Trump and Joe Biden has another round before that. I'm not sure, but I'll I'll, I'll make sure that I uh, make note of it. Anyways, I will catch you guys later. I. I'm just so beat from that whole situation. Like, wow. But, um, yeah, don't, don't try to, if, if you, if, for those that are listening, if, if people are saying that they don't want to vote for Joe Biden or, uh, um, uh, Donald Trump, then that is their right. They can choose independent or the green party. They have their right on the top ballot as well. And especially, again, if they're black American, because, again, either party's not going to do anything for us. And we will only be voting regardless. If we if we were to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, we might as well say goodbye to our temp jobs and at the temp agency. We might as well say goodbye to a lot of shit in regards to our community. If we vote for uh, Donald Trump, then we will be contributing to his taxes that he fucking doesn't pay for and a lot of other different shit. But anyways, we're fucked, you know, because the Democratic Party has an agenda for immigrants. We're not immigrants. And the Republican Party has an agenda for rich white folks and rich other folks, celebrities, et cetera. And we're not that. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't, and, and a whole bunch of other shit. You guys know that. But yeah, that's just the basic premise. I, I don't, we're fucked. Because nobody has an agenda for black Americans, specifically in regards to um, reparations. Just It's just a black agenda. And I'm like, what black person are you talking about? <laughs> like, we're not falling for that okie doke anymore. The generalization shit is over with. Nah, we're off that. We're independent. We're a different group of people in America we're natives. So y'all gotta be specific because we built this shit. And if you're not, you're not getting our vote. And as simple as that. The rest of y'all can fight for it. Oh well. We 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 been do- uh loyal. Don't get mad at us for now fucking realizing what the fuck it is and throwing our hands up in the air and being like, all right, y'all y'all fight over it. White supremacy and immigration policy, y'all fight over it. Cause, cause white supremacy been in this bitch for fucking years, hundreds of years. We're new. We're not new to this. We've been fighting and we're fighting back by the way. So the democratic party need to listen to us. If they really want that life, if they really want their, if they really want to be in, if they really want to be elected, 
All they got to do is, is fucking have a policy for us, but they won't. They won't do it. Why? Because Joe Biden is white and Kamala Harris is an immigrant. So plain and simple, there you go. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you. They're conservatives. They are. Look at their policy. Look at their track record. Look at their resume. Look at their history. And everything will, will be right there for you. Do your research. Learn. Study. Who you're electing. Talking about wor who's worse, they're, they're all on the same uh, playing field, in my opinion. So, for me, and my people anyway, that's why we're focused on um, voting down ballot. Until they come up with an agenda for the natives that actually made them. And made this country. We run this shit. And they know that. They know that. That's why they're pandering so hard. And pandering to the wrong people at that. Because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> they're that ignorant about black American culture. Cardi B's and them. Yeah, fuck out of here. Alright, anyways. I'm all this bitch. I'll catch y'all later. And um, stay tuned for some more information. That'll be coming up. I'm sorry for the late delays i'm back working in film production and it's busy and i get tired by the time i get home so my bad but yeah i'll catch y'all later all right bye Ooh. oh lisa right um so um i guess you know there was a little sister battle. Um, not really a battle, but um Debrat and Debrat and uh Lisa Ray had a little awkward moment. Um like um someone that I know like uh said pretty much like you have so many people that are on social media folks with a blue check y'all know the blue checks <laughs> the verified accounts or whatever um pretty much displaying their ignorance and you know of the general public and and where we stand economically right and, and including you know taxations and stuff like that the, you know, the general public doesn't know taxation laws related to like real estate or like how capital investment works and why people in the real estate business pay taxes on profit when prop property is sold or like that, but, but they're getting a tax credit when taking a loss or rebuilding. You know, they think like multi-millionaires and billionaires have like all their money liquid in a bank somewhere or some shit. Like, and this is where I'm going to transition into talking about people like Ava DuVernay, who just recently got into some hot water today, tonight, or by the next day. I don't know, depending on your time zone, um, when you're listening to this, again, it is October 5th, <laughs> um, it's 10.51 PM currently. Um, Eastern time. So this just happened. So Ava DuVernay, Ava DuVernay, who a lot of people know that I've had an issue with ever since about April 
or so. About April-ish. About. Um, she... No, was it April? When was this? No, no, no. It was after summer. It was, it wasn't springtime. So anyways, it doesn't really matter, but pretty much let me read what she said. And I did respond to it. She was like, there is no debate anymore. This is pertaining to elections, right? Between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, Kamala Harris and Pence. So she was like, there is no debate anymore. There's no room for it in my book. Yeah. in your book your $60 million wealth gap between us and you, us Negroes and you. Okay. (laughs) She said, we either make this happen or literally more of us perish. Who's going to perish? Not immigrants. We're most likely to perish before they are, right? Ava DuVernay. Aren't you black American? Anyways, she said, people are dying. Someone I love died. This virus is real. If it hasn't visited our doorstep, it will. Oh, but Kamala did this or she didn't do that. I hear you. I know. And I don't care. Wow. Someone's fucking elitist. Um, Because what she didn't do is abandon citizens in a pandemic, rip babies from their mother's arms at the border. Well, she ripped babies and fucking... Otherwise, not at the border, but on our actual fucking native land. But go ahead, sweetheart. Go the fuck off. (laughs) And then she, you know, she says, send federal troops to terrorize protesters, manufacture new ways to suppress black and brown votes, actively disrespect indigenous people and land. She didn't do that, sweetheart. Ava, she didn't do that. She didn't disrespect indigenous people and their land. By not locking people up. Okay. Black Americans and locking them the fuck up. No, she didn't do that on their native land. Okay. When black men are, have a high population in prison, right? In America. She she didn't contribute to that. Or Joe Biden. With the 94 Crime Bill Act. Okay. Um, This lady. She then goes to say... Traffic in white supremacist rhetoric in an effort to steer racist violence at every turn. Attempt to dismantle most American democratic systems of checks and balance. Degrade women all day, every day. She wasn't a, she wasn't a president. I don't, how do you compare? Okay. I don't even know what she's fucking talking about. In fact, the Supreme Court with another misogynistic hack. Demolish America's standing on climate. Actively cultivate and further white supremacist structures. What? Really? She's she's so fucking lost. She has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. In systems across all aspects of American daily life. I mean, that's what she didn't do. So I don't want to hear anything bad about her. Who the fuck are you? Who are you? She's so elitist. Oh my God. So I don't want to hear anything bad about her. Why? Hmm? It doesn't matter to me. Of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. I'm going to get to it, y'all. I'm going to get to it. Let me, we're going to, let's, let's pace ourselves here. She then goes on to say, vote the men and then let's hold them accountable. What? And then hold them accountable once they're in, where they can do whatever the fuck they want. We no longer have a choice. Like Donald Trump. What are you saying? She says this, she said this on her Instagram page. 
And then she says, anything other than that is insanity. It's ego. Your ego is not, she's a narcissist. She has to be. She has to be. It's ego. You damn right. Cause you're supposed to be selfish in politics. Where the fuck you been? Oh, let me guess. You don't know shit about it. That's why. Got it. Just stick to creating films that actually, what? Does a what type of service to black Americans specifically? I'll wait. Okay. Okay. She then goes on to say it's against our own interests. It's selfish. It's disrespect to, to our elders. Kamala Harris is not even black. She's Indian. She, her lineage is Indian. Her father's Jamaican, but his, his lineage is Indian. She's not even one of us. How is it a disrespect to our elders if she's not even part, part, part of that? What? <laughs> and then she says it's nonsense. It's talking to hear yourself talk. That's what she said. It's talking to hear yourself talk. And that's not what you're doing right now, Ava. You're not talking it just to hear yourself talk. She then goes on to say this is a matter of life or death. No, it's not. No, it's not. This country has been through a lot of shit for 400 years, and we're still standing and we're still fighting. And this is not how you fucking address it, Miss. Ava. So then goes on to say, we need all our energy focused. This is a fight for more than can be expressed here. There is no debate anymore. Not for me anyway. Vote blue 2020. Get the fuck off. Get, get, get off my phone. Get off my phone. You imbecile. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Miss 60 million. You're a creator. You're an artist. That's it. I don't care how well your, your documentaries and your movies uh, may, uh, a lot of your movies suck, by the way. I'll give it to you. 13th documentary was good on Netflix, but that's uh, that's all I really care about. Yeah, she has some nerve. So pretty much uh, Kinsey Clark, uh, I believe she's a writer at Vogue. Um, she was on Twitter and Ava DuVernay called her out. And Ava DuVernay on Twitter said, to Kenzie Clark of Vogue magazine, plus all who try to ridicule me for stating I don't wish death upon anyone. So pretty much Ava DuVernay wished Donald Trump to get well. And I'm sending you love and I hope you have a speedy recovery and all this other crazy shit. Why is she doing that? I don't know. Why didn't she just keep her mouth shut and just simply didn't say anything? That doesn't mean that you wish death upon him because she has an issue with people quote unquote shaming her for not wishing death upon uh Donald Trump, which isn't the case. We're just like, why did you go out of your way to wish him well when all you had to do was just not say anything, right? Because you heard what I just said, that long caption and how she pretty much was like making it aware how Donald Trump is this evil person to the point where we have to vote for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, right? She went out of her way to do that. And now you're backpedaling and pussy popping on the handstand. And now you want to take, you want to backtrack and then be like, oh no, 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 but I'm not an evil person. So I'm just going to be like, I'm going to wish him well. I'm not, I'm not that type of person to wish death upon anyone. We're not begging you to, (laughs) we're not asking you to either. What we're saying is, why did you go out of your way to do it? A white supremacist. Why are you wishing a white supremacist fucking well when you literally describe all of the bad things that he's done in this country and you're wishing that type of person well going out of your way to do it you damn right they're gonna be criticized who the fuck are you to not be criticized a narcissist 
That's 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 who you are. A pompous elitist narcissist. You're friends with everybody, every black person in 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 Hollywood that don't fuck with black Americans. You are, Ava. And I'm gonna also get back. I'm gonna we're pacing ourselves here, right? So let me finish the tweet that she she mentioned. She then goes on to say, number she deleted the tweet, by the way. She then she then goes on to say, number one, feel free to spend your time slash energy slash spirit wishing for someone's death. I won't. She's such a fucking elitist. And then she goes on to say, number two, rage, criticism, justice work can be done without soiling one's soul, karma, mind. <laughs> so here's the thing. Not only does she not tag Kinsey Clark, a black woman from Detroit who just got a job at Vogue magazine in August. She just got this job from Detroit. A city like Detroit, a black woman from Detroit able to get a job at Vogue magazine during a pandemic. She tags Vogue magazine and not Kinsey herself. Why would you tag Vogue magazine, Ava? Why would you tag her employer, but not her? You want her employer to know what the fuck she said, but you don't want to tag her to let you know, let her know how you feel about it. How fucking disgusting are you to damn near pretty much try to have her, what, lose her job during the pandemic? You're fine with your 60 million. But will she be fine off of her working wage? I'm pretty sure Vogue magazine. Because you can forget about middle class in black America. It's damn near gone. $800 to us is like fucking a couple grand. Literally. So what was the point of tagging Vogue magazine, but not her? You didn't want her to know that you were talking about her, but you mentioned her full name and then you tagged her employer to let her employer know who the fuck she is that you're referring to let them know that you're referring to her specifically so that they'll be able to see it, but she won't until someone else tap tags her and be like, yo, Ava DuVernay's talking about you. And then you being the educated black woman that you are, Kinsey, will rip her to shreds. And she knew that. And that's why she deleted the tweet instead of just fucking apologizing. She knows she did wrong. So Kenzie Clark, she responds, she's like, this is how a prominent black creative woman reacts when someone pulls her card and points out her hypocrisy with passive aggressive intimidation tactics. But that's y'all fave. She ain't lie. She did not fucking lie. I've been saying that. I'm like, Ava DuVernay is a fucking elitist narcissist. She don't care about black women. She don't. She really don't. She tap dances. So Kenzie Clark, August 14th, it's on her Twitter account. Follow her. Her, her handle is um, tiny Kenzie scale, K-I-N-S-E-Y scale, S-C-A-L-E. Follow her um, Twitter handle, y'all. Support her. Um, so she pinned her tweet on August 14th and she said, they done hired a girl from Detroit's east side to work at Vogue. This is unreal. Terry, Mo Terry I emoji. 
She got 32, 32.9 um, thousand likes and 2.9 thousand retweets and 285 comments to support it, to support where she came from and where she's at right now. And unfortunately, Ava DuVernay ha is, is so tone deaf and so high off her fucking elitist high horse that she didn't even understand what she was doing by tagging her employer, aka Vogue magazine, who we know can get rid of a Negro any minute they fucking feel like it. During a pandemic where it's already hard to find a job. If she loses her job at Vogue magazine, are you going to fucking worry about how she's going to make up for her money to pay her rent during a pandemic? Is she going to... I don't know if she's still in Detroit or not, but if she's still in Detroit, how, how do you think the economy works in Detroit right now? What is, what is it looking like for black folks in, in Detroit? As far as job is concerned, the job economy, what you see, this is why celebrities should fucking keep their mouth shut. Seriously. I said it. Shut the fuck up. If you're not going to understand, let me, let me, let me finish. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going off track. She then says, Kinsey Clark says, on her Twitter account, a few hours ago, she said, today is a lesson on how people, no matter how much power and prestige and how many accolades they have, will punch down on you and come for your neck at even the slightest criticism. Is that not a lie? Have I not been talking about that shit for a while now? I mean, I pretty much damn near mentioned in my in this uh, podcast episode, not pertaining to celebrities necessarily, but people in general that feel like they have a higher anarchy or a power or level of over you, right? This shit is, it, it, it. people treat you a certain way when they know you aren't the future. People treat you a certain way when they feel like they have one on you. People treat you a certain way when they feel like your vo your opinion, your, your criticism on that individual because they feel like they have so much power. It's like, who are you talking to that they, they can't be checked? Ava DuVernay is one of them, apparently. But also, Ava DuVernay, didn't you participate and pretty much damn near defending, I mean, you did defend Oprah. I don't know why. I mean, she's also friends with Oprah, right? She's friends with every black elitist asshole in the, in the, in black entertainment. So that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, the cool kids, I call them the cool kids, <laughs> the Cynthia Revos and all of them. Yeah. Them. Um, but yeah, she was just like, she said, so Ms. DuVernay gave a harsh critique of the documentary, gave a harsh critique on the documentary called On the Record, which is on HBO Max. And you can also watch it on YouTube, HBO Max, go on HBO Max on YouTube and type in On the Record. And the full documentary is on there in regards to uh, Russell Simmons and his, the allegations against him with raping and, and, and being a disgusting pig. towards a black woman. Okay. So I'm going to finish it. Miss, uh, Miss DuVernay gave a harsh critique of on the record, which was later echoed in a letter. Miss, uh, Winfrey, AKA Oprah sent to the filmmakers informing them of her withdrawal. So y'all remember when Oprah pulled back on create, uh, you know, contributing to the documentary that went against, uh, Russell Simmons. Well, 
Let me read it. Miss Winfrey sent the documentary to a friend, the filmmaker Ava DuVernay, seeking advice. She asked Miss DuVernay to watch it with an eye towards how well the two filmmakers, who are white, captured the nuances of hip-hop culture and the struggles of black women. I watched the documentary, by the way, and it's very fucking sad. Um... Ms. DuVernay, who directed Selma, which is horrible, and the Netflix series, When They See Us, which I also had a personal problem with, um, about the so-called Central Park Five. I didn't watch the fucking Central Park Five because I already knew the real story. And I didn't like that she was trying to capitalize off of these young... You know, I'm not even going to go... That's, I'll say that for another time. But I didn't, I didn't fuck with it. I didn't watch it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need to. I already, knew, I already knew what time it was. <laughs> and people didn't understand. But I'm pretty sure after this, hopefully they do. Um, about the so-called Central Park Five who were wrongly imprisoned for rape gave a harsh critique, which was later echoed in a letter that Miss Winfrey sent to the filmmakers informing them of her withdrawal. In an interview, Mr. Verne said that Miss Winfrey faced public fallout no matter what she did. Do you not understand how black Americans feel about Oprah Winfrey, Ava DuVernay? Do you not know how we fucking feel? Do you not know why we feel the way we feel about Oprah? Of course you don't. Everything's about money. The moment Negroes get into Hollywood, all of a sudden, I'm blind. I don't understand what's going on. Ooh, no, you know, money calls. So tap dance, sweetheart. Tap dance, dance, dance. So she then goes on to say, I'm a quoter. She's got Simmons on one side. So Ava DuVernay is referring to Oprah in this quote, by the way. So she says, She's got Simmons on one side pressuring her, and then she's got a film on the other side that she doesn't agree with. So if she walks away from the film, she seems like she's caving to Simmons. And if she stays with the film, then she's putting her name on something that she feels doesn't quite hit the mark. End quote. Now, why the fuck do you care? that Oprah is going to upset Russell Simmons. Why? Unless you believe that Russell Simmons didn't do it. Right? Unless you just feel like, you know, Oprah. Same thing with Gail. Like the all, oh my, these broads, they're broads. Miss, uh, you know, Ava DuVerde, oh, don't call me auntie. I don't like that. Oh, da, 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 auntie. So, uh, all right, non-auntie. <laughs> you know, like, what, what, so you're not understanding why people are upset with that, upset with Oprah, not calling out Russ, who fl- who fled the country, he, he, he now lives in Bali, he can't be arrested in Bali, he can't be held accountable, you know, under law in Bali, that's why he fled there, and that's not suspicious enough to you, right? Huh? So you're mad at people for holding Oprah accountable, pretty much, is, is what you're saying. Is is that what it is? Hmm. I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. How are you for a Me Too movement? And then you pretty much damn near discredit <laughs> someone that was sexually assaulted and raped by Russell Simmons. Are you that interested in your power? 
Oprah Winfrey and Ava DuVernay to go and get another black woman like you did with this young lady on Twitter, Kenzie Clark? Is that what it is? Is this what it's about? Going out and attacking people that hold you accountable? You're worth $60 million. 60. And this is, this is how you act? This is how you act. So. I can't, I can't. So Drew Dixon is who alleges that Russell Simmons raped her and, and she, she was once a rising music executive. If you don't know who she is, she's amazing. She is a part of hip hop culture. She's big. And she, she pretty much was blackmailed. She, she, it was hard for her to get a job after this, after she came out and told people like, this is what happened to me as most other women do when they come out and say that someone sexually assaulted them or raped them or abused them, then they're cast aside, they're cast aside even though they hold an enormous amount of contribution to that industry that they worked in, right? So the fact that pretty much Ava DuVernay don't care about her, she don't care about her side of the story, that it was being told for the first time in, in this manner, she was just more concerned about Oprah being chastised for backing out of making this documentary and helping create this documentary because she might lose her friend, Russell Simmons. Well, you know, she might lose her friend. She might lose her friend. Damn it, she do, damn it, she don't. Uh, I want to know, Oprah, Oprah, from her perspective, Oprah was pretty much to Ava, like, I want to know from your standpoint as a black American woman, that's a director, how do you feel about this documentary and if I should do it or not? What? And then Ava DuVernay's like, uh, I don't think you should because it's, it's just too much. It's too tricky. You know, you might face too much, you just might face too much criticism and I don't want that for you. Because we're all linked together in Black Hollywood. We're all in the fucking club. So if you want to keep your identity, you know, if you want to keep your respect and identity, just pull out and just say, you know what? Make a lie up or whatever. But don't don't say it's because you're friends with Russell Simmons necessarily. But, but just say because, you know, I don't want people to think like, you know, I'm just this greedy. No, you're a greedy bitch, Oprah. You are. We already know that for years, for decades, actually. We already know who you are. So why put Ava in the mix? And then why, Ava, why would you take that bait? And then this happens? And then that whole long uh, um, caption that I read a few moments ago? Like, you're a loser, Ava. You are at heart. You really are. You're weak. You're weak. That is horrible, horrible. And I don't know how people, and I get it. It's so easy to take our black folks that are in the media, in our face, constantly being pushed to us. And then we take, 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 but we don't question a lot. You know what I mean? And, And I'm here to tell people, please question everything. These celebrities don't care about you. 
Now that 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 is uh, for starters. They don't care about you. So stop stop worshiping these celebrities. I keep saying it damn near almost every episode, <laughs> and I've been doing this podcast what since June. Stop worshiping these celebrities. They don't care. They don't have your best interest. If you got a clock in nine to five or eight, you know, eight to four every day or more hours for somebody else, you're not, you're not part of them. Stop acting like you are. You're not one of them. You're not in their tax range. They're not talking to you. They're talking at you. They're talking down to you. They're not talking with you. They don't care about your interests. They only care about theirs. That's Hollywood for you, baby. <laughs> People go so hard for celebrities, and I'm still confused why. Because you're still broke. Your credit score is still shitty. You still don't have a savings account. You're still struggling. So why do you care? And that's, I'm not insulting you. I'm not looking down on that part because I'm, I'm, I'm damn near in the same boat. But what I'm saying is they don't care about us. They don't really care about us. <laughs> Ain't that what Michael said? They don't really care about us. That, I mean, <laughs> it's all in allegiance, you know? And Drew Dixon deserves way fucking better than that shit. Ava DuVernay needs to be dishing out apologies left and right after this shit. Seriously. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I don't, I don't get it. Now, she's not, Kinsey's not fired as far as I know, I I know, or that she said, but she could have been, and she probably can still be fired after that, but we don't know yet. But it was the fact that Ava DuVernay put her on the light to the point where it, it, it put her at risk to get fired, and that's fucked up. How do you not care? How do you not know that? Come on. We don't know what this girl is getting as an income and what she's going through. And you're going to tag her employer on Twitter with your, with your level of fucking attention and, 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 and status. I'm pretty sure Vogue magazine and put an article about you and your, and your films and documentaries and stuff and praised you. And you don't think they're going to choose you over her. Like I said, to replace her with another black Negro to do the same job. That is so fucked up. <laughs> I'm 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 baffled. I'm I'm so baffled. <sighs> Listen, you guys. I, I I pray and hope she don't lose her job over this. And that's why, again, I have an issue with celebrities having too much voice and power on social media with high influential traffic while speaking on politics because they don't even understand the economical side of that. You have to understand you have to understand economics. You have to understand who a group of people are before you start telling them who to vote for and how to vote for if you're not even paying attention to what the fuck is going on and why they're voting the way they are and what their needs are because you don't fucking fall in that category that they do. You're a fucking rich individual. You have wealth. You have a wealth you're on a, you're on a top percentage that they're not. And you want to fucking what? Get down on get down with them, and then fucking what? Make them lose their shit. While you can fucking sleep at night in your nice silk pillows, 
and your little nice uh, multi-million dollar home. What is it? Oh, I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't know how anyone could support her after this shit. Seriously. Unless they really don't get, unless they, and people are going to still do it, you know? I like her, I like her movies though. I like, uh, she, you know, people are going to make excuses for whatever the fuck they feel like making excuses for. I, I don't, that's not my problem after a while, but I'm just saying, hey, there's, there it is. Now you choose how you're going to fucking move forward with that information. I, I can't, I'm not moving forward with supporting her ever again, ever again. Ava DuVernay is done for in my, in my book for me. Like she says, for me, in my book, yeah. Pertaining to how to fucking vote. For me, yeah, for you. You don't struggle with the fuck we go through. You don't have to worry about truancy law and all this other shit. You're good. We're not. Black Americans are suffering. Are you? What's your, what's your, what's your status like? That's what I'm going to say. I'm like, you can't, you can't talk to us like we're the same. Same thing with Michelle Obama. We, we, we. No, it's not no we. You live in a multi-million dollar house in uh, Martha's Vineyard with your husband. Nice home. We don't have that. Some people are sleeping with rats and roaches and projects and eating noodles for the week because they can't afford it until their next paycheck come. Who the fuck are you talking about when it comes to we? You're not, again, people are, you can't, you can't do that. You cannot talk about politics. If you don't know who the fuck you're talking to, it has to be applicable. You can't just say, I'm just going to talk out of my ass because this is what I feel is right. I don't give a fuck what y'all going through. This is how I feel. And this is what I want. Deal with that shit later because we need to vote Donald Trump out. And after a while, I'm going to wish Donald Trump well. Which one is it, sweetheart? You should have just kept your mouth closed. We didn't need to know that you fucking supported Trump in the manner of his life or death moment, which wasn't fucking, it was non-existent. We don't believe that he was fucking caught the COVID-19. We don't. But you went out of your way to make yourself look like a fucking asshole and wish him well. Who the fuck are you to, to be the person and be like, I'm going to be the bigger person and and I'm going to break my neck to make it look like I'm a better person than y'all and say, I wish him well. He didn't have to say anything. Even if that's how you felt, why make it known? What was the point? And then you didn't think you were going to get critiqued after you critiqued us for holding uh, Kamala Harris accountable and her fuckery? Really? Oh, so only works both ways when it comes to one being one-sided. It's what it is, right? Right? Only works both ways when it's one-sided, according to you. Am I missing something? <laughs> Fuck you. Ava DuVernay. And that's it. Anyways, um, tomorrow is, well, by... By the time some of y'all listen to this today, I'm about to process this um, podcast episode tomorrow, um, October 6th. On Tuesday, we have a debate between Kamala Harris and Pence. That's going to be interesting, but I definitely will be taking notes because I'm going to talk about it. 
And if you're not following my Instagram story on smiley underscore adventures on uh, IG, please follow. And uh, I will be uh, cracking jokes like I always do because fuck Kamala Harris too. I don't give a fuck about none of these motherfuckers. I already know that. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I just want this like election to be over with. <laughs> I'm, I'm just tired. Seriously. Like people are just fucking showing their true colors and I'm just aggravated. Like I'm not mad at people for not like understanding or knowing better. I'm mad at the system and I'm mad at people that are taking advantage of the system and using it against us. That's what I'm mad about because we all have learning to do here. So I'm not shaming people that still have learning to do. I'm shaming those that fucking know better and, and, and taking advantage of that. And, and they have such a high influence and they're not even being considerate enough of who's listening and how they're comprehending it and, and how desperate we are as American citizens to have equality, to have fairness, to have a reach of having a stability for our lives and our children in the future. No one's caring about that. It's all me, 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 me. But what about us? Hmm? Fuck all these celebrities that are coming out trying to tell the average citizen Negro how to fucking do anything. If you're not contributing to that honeypot that contributes to the general wealth of black Americans on the ground and working class and contributing to our economics and contributing to reparations and not talking about reparations and how important it is for us to have that to contribute to programs and protection from police brutality and everything else like that, then you can shut the fuck up. We don't need you. Go on with the wind. Bye, girl. I'll catch y'all later.